Hello, hello. Welcome to your aunties could never. I'm Auntie AK <laughs> and I'm here with um for now it's me, it's Auntie Nana. Auntie Nana. <laughs> We're just waiting for the aunties to gather their to gather themselves together. <laughs> How are you, my love? I, I'm all right, you know, I'm cool. I had a Oh, well, I had a little ditty that I wanted to do with you guys. Hi guys, <laughs> sorry, I'm late. <laughs> it's very late. How's it's it going? Alright, all right, I can do it with all of you guys now. Okay. Oh shit, are we actually live? We're live. We actually yeah, live. yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to live. Alright. <laughs> Where is Sasha? It's seven o'clock. It's seven o'clock on the dot. In his drop top, cruising the streets. In the streets. I wanted you guys to sing all together. He's got um, a real pretty, pretty something, something, something. Little thing something. that's waiting for him. He, he pulls, pulls up real Anticipating. Good love. Won't keep him waiting. He's got plans got to put his hands in places. I've never seen Do you know what I mean? Let me take hey, you to a place. Enough now. Is that enough? Yeah, we need to. Yeah, that was it. I just wanted a little thing, just a little thing. Yeah. There you go. Um, you're, oh, back to our regular programming of events. Hi, I'm Auntie AK, and I'm now back here with Auntie Farah, Auntie Nana, and Auntie Shade. Hey, hey, my ladies, how are you? And what's been the highlight of your day today? Ooh, that's a good one. The highlight um, of my day. You know what? Although. I have vowed never to manage anyone again. The people that I'm working with at the moment, they're pretty amazing. I really like them. So, I really do. Highlight. And we had a that's good day good. today. Yeah. That's a good highlight. Mm -hmm. That's a good highlight. Uh, I can only think of like the best part of my day today was finding a Galaxy Crunch chocolate. Like, and I just love Galaxy Crunch chocolate bars. And I managed to find one. It's been a couple of months before. I haven't had one for a couple of months. And I had one today. That has been the highlight. I can't identify them. I can't think see what they look like. Galaxy Crunch. Antifara, what's been the highlight of your day today? There's a vending machine at my workplace, right? And yeah. the vending machine either steals your money <laughs> and doesn't give you anything. Or it breaks down in the middle and gives you nothing. Or it gives you what you need. And this is the very rare one that I've never had in the whole six weeks I've been there. Or it gives you three things for the price of one. And today I bought a whisper and it gave me two extras and I screamed and everyone in the office heard me because I was like, I have won the chocolate. <laughs> that would be a highlight of my day. That would well. be a yeah. highlight too. <laughs> I asked a question. I'm trying to think what the highlight is going to be today. Say, what's your highlight? Um, my highlight is, oh, um, getting a bunch of work done to deadline. Okay, that's good. Yeah, it was not. It's not amazing, but it's good. I got some work done. That was about the highlight of the day today. All righty. Um, I feel a bit unprepared right now. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, 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 okay, guys, let's go. Auntie Farah. <laughs> Warm us up. Warm us up. 
Um, it's Auntie Nana's least favorite. <laughs> Would you rather? I like See, one. Somebody doesn't like one's got to go, and you don't like. Would you rather?s Okay. Okay. <laughs> Would you rather spend a year with an ex in a relationship, like you're in a relationship with your ex for a year, right? Or spend a year in a relationship with someone that you don't find attractive? I guess for me, it would be my ex, because why am I in a relationship with someone I don't find attractive for a whole year? It's long. To figure out the bullshit with the ex, but it's a year. We'll figure it out. I'm gonna go back in time. <laughs> Try that shit again. <laughs> it's so long ago. I actually really can't remember the ex before Russell. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. We know it was your anniversary. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> there was no one before you. There was no one. It was just him. It's always been just him. No, I would go to the ex. What one ex? Yeah, he was alright. Yeah, I'll go with an ex. I think I'd go with someone I don't find attractive because I don't want to go back with none of my exes. Not a one of you! No! Even like teenage ones? No. Hell no. Oh, wow. No. No, for sex. None right? for any of you. Oh, for sex? I mean, probably. Yeah, well, because I don't really like them. Yeah, but... It's only for a year. Yeah. No. You'd have to be in a relationship with the person you find... You find yeah, but they could be really nice and they could be funny. <laughs> you got to look really good in bed. You got to be in a relationship with. Them. I, I said they could be really good in bed. If I've got to be in a relationship with my ex, someone that annoys me and annoyed me to the point where we're not together. But the thing of this one is that you're not attracted to them, so the sex won't be good because you're not attracted to them. This might be good. I'll just close my eyes and think of someone else. This is why I have oh, a problem with this guys. It never ends. The remixing. Next one. Not remixing at all. <laughs> I answered the question. Next one. Would you rather be never be able to orgasm or orgasm at every single touch? What? Every time someone touches you, you orgasm. Anyone touches me. Anyone. Of That's age, true. let's say. Don't want no kids. So just my friends, my mum, my dad, everybody. That's like that. Or anyone in a relationship. Or no, 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 relationship. Just anyone. Nah, long. It would have to be then, what did you say? Never orgasm. Yeah. I'm not gonna have my, like people that like my supposed to. I'm not supposed to have any feelings for if you touching me and I'm coming. That's long, so it has to be never have an orgasm. <laughs> it's just morally, it's morally, it just it's just morally in in impossibly right. It's I'm fun. out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. No, you have to pick one. <laughs> no, because you because if you because what what am I supposed to do? You have to pick one. Well, that's what I said. I, I'll go with her. No, no Auntie Nana, because she said she's out. Oh come on! All right. If everybody touched me in that orgasm, I'm going with that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going the same. I'm going the same because, okay, right. I don't, I don't, I'm not like touch really anyway. So if I was like, don't touch me at all, that wouldn't be outside the norm of what I'm like anyway. So I think, and I'm very like, I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still to sit. I think I'm going to replicate your answer because you don't have to have an orgasm every time you have sex. Yeah. But once you have an orgasm, you kind of want to keep having them. So 
Yeah, I would just limit the number of people of age that could touch me. And I would say that I have a disease, so you can't touch me. <laughs> okay. That's okay. Really um, well. Last one. <laughs> would you rather have to shoot your shot every time you saw an attractive man? Or would you rather have every man that doesn't find you attractive tell you? I think I'd shoot my shot because by the time I've done it a thousand times, I should be better at it. So by the time I've got to the point of I know how to shoot my shot, I'll be shooting my shot and it will always be a win. So I'll shoot my shot every time, mate. Thanks. Oh, wow. You just really described hell. <laughs> <laughs> I know you of all people would hate this one. Which way do I turn? Um, I, I, I would have to... I would have to probably shoot my shot. I, I just couldn't. I'm not built for rejection. I'm not. Like, I can't. I just can't. Like, people telling me to my face, like, I don't want you. No, no, babe. I'm not that strong. I can't. I can't do that. I can't. I can't suffer it. So, yeah, I'd have to shoot my shot. Hopefully people. Yeah. Yeah, because it's everybody you find attractive, isn't it? So yeah. one of them's going to find me attractive back. So but everyone. Yeah. No, that's fine. So you could be in a rave and see like 10 fit men. I know. Be like, hey, I'll literally be a pick me. It'll be a pick me. (laughs) Practice makes perfect, man. It'll be fine. Because you could laugh it off. You could joke. Oh, yeah. Auntie Nano. It's like being in cells, isn't it? It's like being like in 20 cells. Literally. Yeah. yeah, I've done that. I can do this. I I could do it. It'll be fun. Yeah, I'll shoot my shot at everybody I found attractive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, me too. Yeah. Definitely shooting my shot at everyone I find attractive. Like Auntie Shade, I am not built for rejection. I don't need to hear. No, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> like, I'll just shoot my shot. I don't want someone coming up to me and saying, you know what? I just don't think you're the one. You're just, <laughs> like, imagine. <laughs> no. It's okay. Oh, no, I, miss, I actually misheard the question. I thought it was everyone that you found unattractive telling you that they think you're attractive. No. no. Oh, anyway, I mean, I don't just be What do you mean? <laughs> Why not? No, I'm like, that'd be annoying every day. Someone you find unattractive, like, oh, baby, I love you. No, no, no. I don't every day, that. all the time. Do you, you no, know, like, no, no, wait, 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 wait. You lot, it hasn't happened that every single day, every single person that you walk past on the street that you find physically unattractive telling you, yeah, baby, and you don't mm-hmm. know how they're going to shoot their shot and come I can just walk. I can just walk. But yeah, yeah, I could do it. No, every single day, every yeah. and that's, yeah. you know yeah. that's like going out in a short skirt somewhere. Yeah, that's that's exactly. Wait, wait, wait! You lot are not. You lot yeah. are missing all the people that there's. There's people that look, but there's people that. Yeah. Look. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I want, yeah. I want it to happen. It will be hella annoying. I'll be one of those really insufferable people. Be like, oh my god, people won't leave me alone. Like I know I'm nice. Everybody. Yeah. Oh. I'll definitely much that then guy like every guy coming up to me. No, I don't like you, you know. Hi guys, welcoming to the family. Auntie Farah, more from you. Who are you welcoming to the family, Gian? I would like to welcome to the family Leon Main and Paul Samuel, writer, director, and creators of Brothers with No Game. They have just teamed up with Chuck Hayward, who is best known for Dear White People, Ted Lasso, and WandaVision, to adapt the series that they created for Stuart Ford's AGC television. So congrats to them. They've been on their grind. They deserve this. And welcome, welcome, welcome. They're a good friend of Auntie 8K's. Welcome to family. 
Welcome, my bros. Welcome, my bros. We got Love money them. now. They're, they're, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm welcoming them to the family. <laughs> we're literally rich because everything that Leon does, I I get. Cousin, what's up, family? <laughs> my favorite kid. Um, yeah, Leon he doesn't know it yet, but everything he gets, I get percentage. So um, yeah, 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 yeah. Good ones. Okay, guys, get your plates, get your drinks, let's start the party. And now we get into what have you heard? No, no, wait, hold on a second. As just before I move on, can you guys not forget to rate, like, comment, subscribe, all those good stuff. Leave your positive reviews on all the podcast platforms that we're on, especially um, Apple Podcasts, and like us on Spotify, and where else, wherever else you find aunties. Leave your comments, support us, please. And don't forget to share the show, talk about the show, and the like. All right, now, Auntie Nana, do you want to go to the comments and say hello to everybody first before we move on? There are lots of comments. Hello to everybody that's joining us. Um, lovely hello to Antoinette. So lovely to see you. And thank you for wishing me and Nia a happy anniversary. Um, hello, Ronald. Hello, the Alcubriland Trust. I'm sure I've said that right. Um, there's... Uh, Okay, lots of people jumping in. So Al, Al Cuberland Trust says, shooting your shot basically is you miss every opportunity you don't take, but you're bound to get rejected. And he also was asking what type of questions are these as well. I, I, I agree. And Abner, the actress says, hello, ladies. Hi, guys. Hi, everybody. Okay, back to what I was saying. In my new story is basically Tim Westwood. If you haven't heard or you haven't seen, there's been a newspaper, couple of newspaper articles about him and currently available to watch now on BBC iPlayer, a documentary, it's called Tim Westwood, Abuse of Power. And it's speaking to six women who have basically come forward to say he sexually abused them in some sort of way or, or basically took from them at their, without their real 100% consent in, in various sexual ways, whether it's inappropriate touching to full-blown sex to just, yeah, that predatory behavior. It's out there now, it's been a long-standing, Tim Westwood's had a long-standing, almost 20 year career in the music industry in the UK. He's renowned for being a hip hop DJ. He dominated the culture from the ninth, from late eighties to, to till now, his man's in his mid sixties and still touring his Westwood music tours around the world. Um, still selling out clubs and stuff. And his now current target are student union type events and student, you know, ACSs and things like that. His victim profile is usually a young black girl. And yeah, the story's out. Finally, I just wanted to ask you guys what you think. Do, my main question is, do you think it's going to do anything? The documentary, if something, if like there's going the to be anything. Well, the accusation's actually been documented now on screen and in a couple of articles that have come out. Do you yeah. think it's actually going to do anything? Do you think Tim Westwood is going to go down? Or do you think he's at the very least possibly be you know, sacked from his career or whatever? I think that Capital Extra have an obligation or Global, what, I can't remember the, the actual ownish, owning, the company that owns Capital Extra. Um, but I think that they have an obligation to at least suspend Tim Westwood. These allegations is are not new. The um, documentary is new. It's, you know, people going um, on screen being documented. But these allegations are not new. In 2020, there were allegations made and he came out then and he denied them. 
and nothing was done by Capita Extra. Capita Extra were written to by numerous people, you know, in the press as well, asking them what are they going to do and are they going to suspend him? And they didn't. I think that Capital Extra owe it to their listeners and the women that work at Capital Extra to at least suspend him pending investigation. It is, it's too many allegations from too many separate sources. I've said this time and time again. If you have multiple sources who don't have anything to do with each other, saying the same thing, it needs to be investigation, investigated. Because at this moment, it looks like they're condoning this type of behavior. Yeah. Just because he's come out and said he didn't do it, doesn't mean he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. What else is he going to say? People that know Tim Westwood know that he's been up to some shit or know of Tim Westwood or have moved in some circles similar, like with, with Tim, West, Tim Westwood. People like male, female, people have witnessed things. People know that he's a nasty person, allegedly. But I just feel like Capital Extra owe it to their consumers to fucking put this man on a suspension. He should not be on the radio. He should not be going to student unions. Anyone that has booked him need to cancel. Because this is what I know as well. I'm not saying it's a white black thing, but if this was a black man, he wouldn't be showing up to nowhere. I would say it's a white black thing because, okay, it's not the numbers at this moment that are involved in the documentary the same as Noel Clark but it's still a sizable amount of people. I know from when I was a teenager, it was known, stay away from Tim Westwood. He had a profile, he would try and chirps, young girls all the time. And back then he was already like 40 years old. And so it was already nasty that he had a penchant for like 16 to 19 year olds back then when he was doing Westwood raves. So most definitely, I do think that he's a part of this old guard and they need to, get rid of him how was he still on like a youthful radio station in his 60s still doing acs's still going to universities like that is unheard of why is this relic still around and he has this sexual deviancy as well that follows him around places it's like he shouldn't at the very least he needs to be suspended in my mind it's like that now we need to all be like no he has to go like it has to be in tenable for capital extra to still have him on the airwaves and all of his booking should go he should definitely suffer some consequences that a lot of black men have suffered from the allegations as well he should suffer the same and hopefully criminal charges will be brought i hope that happens i'm so disgusted and i'm so disgusted with him being disgusted i watched the documentary it's only half an hour so it's a quick watch and it's just a disgusting watch um hearing these young women talk about their experiences and i i you know the conversations that it's had, like, why would they follow through? Why would they go through? But it's that moment of being in a, in a, you know, a lot of them said, you know, a couple of them said they turned up to meet him on a music in career advancement premise. And the next minute you're in a car with him and he's exposing himself. The next minute you think you're going to be taken somewhere where you're going to stay and then meet him maybe later to do, have a conversation about the, your work. You're in his flat and he's whipping out his things on you. And as a young person, when one of the girls said that, for women in this situation, you might think, why do we go ahead? But the, what you're thinking is like, you, you don't want to be killed. Exactly. And obviously you don't want to be raped. So you, you go to the extreme because you're in the presence of a man who can overpower you. Um, and Tim West is as skinny and Margaret as he is. He's still a very tall man. And you don't know the strength of anyone. You just don't know. You can't take anyone with it. It doesn't even matter. Women in the presence of a man, it just tends to skew the, 
it's a power shift, especially when you're, you feel uncomfortable in that kind of position. So it's just disgusting. He's just, he's all, he looks, he is disgusting. I know I was, I remember being approached to work on this um, documentary from behind the scenes. It's been a couple of years in the making. Uh, so I'm really pr- glad that they've been able to pull it off. I thought, I actually was thinking about it the other day and one thought that maybe it couldn't go ahead for whatever reason. I didn't know it was actually coming out. So I'm glad that they were able to get it over the line. Um, I saw on Twitter, one of the journalists who did the um, Guardian, I think, article saying that, you know, the amount of hoops and jumps that they had to go through to get this approved to go to print and stuff like that. So you can imagine the network behind the scenes that either, I don't know how they get things wrapped up, you know, accusations, you've got to have, and I understand actually, if you have a media platform, you have to be careful because you're, you're easily super liable in defamation. So you have to go through those kind of careful, rigorous steps to make sure that everything you say has some sort of validation so you don't run into trouble and end up getting caught up in a legal battle that distracts from the person that actually does the crime and then you end up looking worse and then the story gets um, diffused, pointed in the wrong direction. So um, I just really commend the team that got it to light. I hope it does something. I don't know if it will, but we have to talk about the guys, the people, and it's not just men, but I guess leading men in the culture and with some women in the culture who've co-signed. I mean, why is, how the hell is Tim Westwood still booking ACSs? How? I'm just really happy that this has been able to be said and public within our lifetime, to be honest. So similar to you, Auntie Nana, I remember being at raves and like him trying to move to me and my friends. And like, we look, you know, me definitely look particularly young. Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. And like him then also moving to my niece and her friends like decades later. It's just like, you're still on the same bullshit and I just think let's not allow another almost like allegedly but I would say paedophilic Jimmy Savile type be able to live out his life without getting his comeuppance really like I just I, I I just think that when it comes to black girls in particular like they just don't believe them they just don't you know when these allegations comes up it's almost seen as like a non-issue like it's part of the culture it's part of the scene and that sort of thing and like because Tim Westwood is like as you say Auntie AK co-signed by so many like names within the music industry he appears to be untouchable and it's just like that's why I think it's just so powerful that this is happening and it's a long 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 time coming like I remember being on like other shows whether it's like debate shows and whatever kind of thing and just being the only person who did not rep Tim Westwood do you know what I mean and being vilified for it or like I don't know what he's done for the culture it's like that is in the falsity within itself anyway, because he was the only, him being the only person pushing hip hop is by design. So if it was anybody else, it would have been someone else. So it's just like, you know, he's got all this power because that's how the system works. Um, you know, obviously he was at the BBC, um, BBC One Extra for a very long time. And it just seems to be like, what's going on over there <laughs> like what is it what is going on over there there is this culture of protecting men like this not just there but just in the whole like i want to say like black music community like it's just disgusting and people need to say you know as we talked about in like recent shows as well it's just like i want to hear 
black men who've endorsed him publicly calling him out for this behaviour. That's what I want. Not a phone call behind closed doors, because this is the same men who, you know, when, you know, stars like Megan would go on the show, like, being disrespectful, like, just thinking that he can say anything because he co-signed by so many people. Like, he's, like, literally a product of, like, being supported by toxic black men really and truly and it's disgusting and it needs to stop so um i'm happy for this i'll leave it there before i say something um i just want to highlight a couple of things so as we all know it is um sexual aware sexual assault awareness month mm-hmm. um which is another reason why with these allegations capital extra you have a you have an obligation to suspend immediately tim westwood Okay. The other thing I wanted to mention. So at present, of people, sexual offence victims are facing the longest ever court waits. So it's taken on average uh, between 196 to 453 days for them to have their first court appearance. There was a victim who it took her four years for her um, for her rapist to actually be convicted. Now, during the course of this time, what's what's also happened is the number of people reporting rapes or sexual offences has decreased and it's fallen by 70%. And the reason for that is because of the long waits that people are, you know, they're having to relive this again and again and have to tell their story and not be believed. So people are now getting to the point where they're not reporting it. So you have two things happening. So when people come out and they start saying, well, why didn't these women say stuff? Or how come it's only coming to light now? A victim of rape can talk about it whenever they feel comfortable. And sometimes you've got to remember the reason why they don't talk about it is because they're not believed. Tim Westwood has been protected, as we have all said here. He has been protected for decades. This is not new news. Anyone who is around Tim Westwood knows what he's up to. Again, capital extra. I'm, I'm hailing you lot out. You have an obligation... To your female, not even just your female listeners, to your listeners to suspend him. Nobody wants to hear him. At all. At, At all. all. We haven't wanted to hear him for decades anyway, chatting his well, shit, pretending that he's some fake kind of Jamaican. Now he's doing like African stuff. It's just yeah. absolutely grime and stuff like that. Like no, like and drill. Afrobeats and I'm a piano now. He just he's like he's like a a vulture. He's a leech. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just any culture vulture. Yeah, exactly. Like he's just vile. Like I just can't understand. Like he said, Auntie Nana as well. Like how is he playing a? And the thing is, this is the thing. This is why I draw parallels with Jimmy Savile. It's just like at the end of the day, Jimmy Savile. He, you know. Like his his preference was people who were like invalids, right? So he 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 got keys to to like mental institutions and people, the most vulnerable people in our society, and abuse them. That's what he did. This is what he's doing. He prefers young girls who look underage. That's what he prefers. And the reason why. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, the title of the show is exactly that, Abuse of Power, because he's targeting mm-hmm. young, vulnerable girls who believe his power will carry weight. And you cannot victim blame when someone's in the presence of someone that they think possibly can get them their career, in, and then you get in a certain situation the next minute. What do you do? How do you get out of it? He's using that power. He's a, be- it's a perfect title. 
abusing his power, which is what vultures and predators do. The other similarities to Jimmy Savile are Jimmy Savile was protected by the people that were around him because they felt that he was doing a lot. You know, he was doing a lot for charity. He was doing a lot for people with mental illness. He was doing a lot for the community. Tim Westwood is protected because in the music industry, people believe that he is doing a lot. Yeah, this and is they are protecting him. And the thing is, what has he actually done? So you've done some raves, you've done some mixtapes, you've done what, like anybody else can do that. It's not, you're not, he's not the only person in the world. Yes, I understand. In the back in the day, he was the only one. By design, as said, you were a white man that decided to culture vulture onto hip hop and you were the only one allowed to do the thing because black people weren't allowed to take ownership of our culture. It happens every single time to our music. The gatekeepers of our music, the people that, they are white men. Standard. You have the minions that are black in between, but it's white men who are the gatekeepers, and they're afforded the power. And then we co-sign. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They've done this for the culture. No, what the hell is, no I say when I say we collective, I don't mean individually. No. I can't remove myself from supporting Tim Westwood back in the day before I heard these predatory stories. I must say, but in the '90s, he was the only guy. When I wanted to hear hip hop, I listened to the Westwood show because that was the only. And the fact that he had a he had a route in to. The, the hardcore, the proper hip hop, because they were the commercialized sites. But when you listen to Westwood, you were hearing the hip hop that we were listening to. So I'm a part of the problem in the early days, obviously, not now. But it's just like, so what? So the fuck what? There's so many of us and we're doing so much now. We have so much power to own our, our industry. And that's one thing we really need to look. We've said this about the music industry a lot. Really need to look at who is in control of our culture and who tells our narrative. It can't be at the, ha at the hands of a 60 year old old man and anyone that is in a rave and can see an old man pulling a young black girl to dagger her, to dance with, do whatever. The fact, it's just like, how do you stand there and don't feel sick and saying to drag him off her? Because you would do that. Like, you know, those conversations, like, man, will do this if you do this to my little sister and do that. You'll go for war, you'll go fight. But Tim Wester, because he's what, a powerful man, you're just going to let him continue and, drag, and, and dance with a little girl. Even seeing that is sickening. And in the documentary, that whole thing, because it really, this is one of my pet peeves, will be one of my annoying things. Um, when DJs target women in their commentary and MCs, and so it's always, we be this, you got this, it's always one that pisses me off that it always targets women. However, he's saying in the rave, shout all the women who's got tight pussies. You're freaking 60 something years old. What are you doing? And I, I'm, okay, we have our own cultural things that we say in our thing, but because he's been allowed in, he thinks he can say that. No. Yeah. Tim Westwood is quoted in 2020. He's quoted as saying, and listen to the what the words that he says. If any of you've watched the Jimmy Savile documentary, there's things that he says that let you know that he's up to shit, right? Mm -hmm. Tim Westwood says, I can categorically say that I have never had inappropriate yes. an inappropriate relationship with anyone under the age of 18. Why you gotta say under the age of 18, blood? Exactly. That's exactly what I you thought. should just say I've never had an inappropriate relationship. Exactly. I've never done anything sexually inappropriate. He's leaning on that 18. 18. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw he's, that. So he's always been a part of youth culture as well. Just something you said. Because I remember DJ, um, I think it was 279, was mm -hmm. the other big hip-hop DJ at the time, coming yeah. out years yeah. ago, and literally saying Tim Westwood and whoever was around him would actively block him from getting the Americans to come on his show. So then when there was a new American that would come over, it was like given you go on to Westwood. And so then, and all of like the imports would go to Westwood. 
So they all thought that Westwood is the one that's backing them. Westwood is breaking us into the European market. It's all about Westwood. It weren't even that long ago. I think I heard Fat Joe hailing Westwood and um and Charlie the Charlie big Sloth. Yeah, Charlie Sloth the other day. Mm -hmm. And again, I was just like, how is this constantly being repeated? And then it gets affirmed yeah. by bigger stars that no, these are the gatekeepers. So then when Americans come here, they actually don't even think that there's black people here. They, yeah. it's because exactly. representation is so white, but Westwood is shielded by other people. Like we, I remember when Ty, God rest his soul, yes. Yes, when he so. outed me years ago, mm. like that thread was legendary on Facebook because he was just being supported by black women mm. and loads of men were coming at him being like, it's only because you're a failed rapper. It's only because he didn't support your music, all of this. And then he went on a proper tirade, like literally was calling him a nonce, like really was going in on, on Westwood. But there were so many people that yeah. were backing him staunchly, like like he's their dad. Like the way they were backing him was like, yeah. literally, like he's, he's paid for their education and shit. This is what yeah. they do. Black men need to actually like be putting their hands up and being like, no, we got to, we got to do something about this. Yeah, we have to back it. Do you guys remember in I think it's 2017? I was just looking at the time. In 2017, Cardi B was on mm -hmm. Tim Westwood, and he made yeah, some sexually inappropriate comments to her. Yeah. The interview. Yeah. And she had to put him in his place. Yeah. He's, because he's the, things, the things that he was saying to her is inappropriate. She's there to talk about her music. You're asking her about sexual positions and what she likes and shit like that. Mm. How is that acceptable? And she's like, this is a 20-something-year-old girl. And he was like 59 years old then. Yeah. It's so it's and the thing is, that's the part when you, as you were saying about um, him blocking people, because he needed to be the person on top. So all this thing like he did stuff for the culture, he blocked for the culture. He blocked to take ownership. He colonized, he colonized hip hop. So don't get it twisted that he allowed people in. He strategically maneuvered himself and had to keep, like, as he's shape-shifted to go into drill, anything that suits him and pays his pocket, that's what he's done. He didn't help the culture for you lot. He helped it for himself. He helped it for himself. Anything youthful, where where youth culture goes, old school Tim Westwood is there with his flipping cranky arms. Wherever young people are, it's dirty. It's very dirty, and actually, that should be a thing. If they don't even want to listen to allegations, he's too old to be on our airwaves and and be around young people. He's too old. It's inappropriate. <laughs> imagine we, you know what? Any of us right now who wanted to go for a job at any of those platforms, they would be like, "Your age? Ooh, what's your follow?" Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, he's got a big following, but our age would come into question. Ageism is a thing in the music and film industry. Yet yeah, this. And I'm not even being ageist for that. It's because of this particular topic and what we're talking about. That decrepit old man should not have a job in this space. Retire it's yourself. It's because it gives him access. That's the thing. It gives him exactly. access to be able to uh, abuse, basically. Do you know what I mean? That, that's that's why he's continued to kind of use this as a front so he's able to just get away with what he's getting away with. Do you know what I mean? And it needs to stop. And I think you're absolutely right. They yeah. should, if there's like some sort of campaign or whatever kind of thing, there's a petition, I'll sign it. Let, let's let's get him off no. capital. I'll use him all five of my emails. Bad, bad yeah. from banned from radio again like you know what you, you're done you're done out you're actually done out here and anyone that works with him you lot need to be done out as well any, anyone, any anyone, man that, 
anyone that's uh, that supporting that him, co-signs him, you should know better now. Anyone that's got an interview pending with him, you need to cancel that. Anyone who's booking him, any any anybody, because he's deleted his Instagram now. His page not found. Because you know, really, yeah, he yeah. He needs, he needs to delete everything because I will go over. I will do it. I'll use my bit and say for, categorically: the British blacklist is coming for your ass. I don't give a damn. Yeah. Let's no. get the comments. Let's get the comments. There's a lot. There's a lot of comments. Thank you guys for engaging. There are so many. Um, wowzers. Oh, I'm gonna start off with Evan, the actress, saying um, now he is found out in the UK. He has now gone to Africa to do. His food to Africa to do his foolishness. No way. He needs to be stopped. Um, and Al Kabalan says BBC are owned by a certain family group. So when one extra existed, it was bittersweet. And T Smith says, I never liked the geezer, thinking he is he is so black and trying to take credit for black music. Um Abner also says, if you are protecting Tim Westwood, you are complicit. Shame on you all. Um, Rebecca Cook says he used to have his goons on the hunt for girls to come back to his hotel room in my uni days. I wonder which girl said yes. Oh, God, and Abner following that says Dutty Bungle, perfect description. Um, and Al Kabbalan says even Rodney P called him a nonce in a freestyle that even Ty was a part of. I remember that freestyle. Uh, T Smith says I remember hearing back in the days his back. His backside got shot up by some brothers. Makes me wonder if it was to try and get their sisters um, in. And it was a retaliation. And um, I'm going to do one more from Candice. Anyone of our age has known about his creepy vibes for years. We've either experienced it ourselves or know somebody that has. And that's a fact. 100%. Yeah, get get him gone, get him gone, and do do not get your ass out of Africa, and don't try go anywhere, any of the black countries that just no. come out, come out. Um, Auntie Farah, what have you heard? In more infuriating news, not as infuriating as that, because again, capital extra, you need to get rid of Tim Westwood, dusty blood clot, bungle, dustiness. Anyway, my news is that Edward and Sophie. Prince Edward and whatever she is, Duchess Sophie, um, their recent trip to Grenada as part of their royal tour in the Caribbean was cancelled during the 11th hour with no explanation. Um, this comes just days as it emerged that the Bank of England did have a direct role in slavery. In fact, they owned 599 slaves from Grenada, whose names can be seen in the but in the Bank of England's museum currently. You can go there and you can see the names. I'm about to go there and see why, why. Um, anyway, so my question is, do you think that Britain and the royal supporters will ever really read the room? And do you think that Britain will pay up in reparations or at least apologize? I hate these guys, you know. <laughs> the more we talk about them, the more my hate like thickens it gets deeper and deeper i hope in my lifetime that there is some type of reparations and i I'm, I'm more than hopeful i actually think it will it will happen i actually really do think it will happen um and that will probably come with some type of an, an apology but overall 
just for all black people, I just think we don't owe these guys a, a, a thing. And if there's any way that you can get what you can get from them, get it. That's that's my stand on it. It's like we don't owe them a thing. They owe us everything. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully. I don't even want the apology. I want the action. It's the apology, reading the room. They know, the thing is that they willfully know what they've done. They willfully remix and circumvent and deflect. And the fact that even they had they, they had the Caribbean on, the, like, what, what, get off. No one wants you on this tour. And if anyone that celebrates, it's just the mixed messaging and the colonialist brainwashing that's happened that white people will stand out in a line and, and wave. But it's not that, come away. You, you know you've done wrong. Your legacy is wrong. It's inappropriate. Just stop. And all you need to do is re re reparations in the proper way. That's it. Don't want an apology. Don't want, we are so sorry for what our ancestors done. Because it's always like disassociating them, the immediate family from the backstory, from the history. You cannot, the same way we can't disassociate our position in society because of what colonialism, slavery and oppression has done to us. We can never get away with it until you guys really recognize what you've done honestly and take real solid action, abolish taxes as Auntie Nana has advocated and we all support and give our countries back to us because you lot still have your tentacles in our countries. That's why you're still doing tours. Everyone said slavery is over, we know it's not over. It is not over. Our countries in Africa and Caribbean are still tied to the so-called empire. Release us properly. Lift all those sanctions, trade sanctions. Let us trade our goods instead of having to be forced to import you lot shit into our country. Let us trade fairly. There's so many things that can be abolished that aren't, that all this lip service is long. I don't want lip service. I don't, want an, I don't even want an apology. Don't say sorry, just do it. Let me wake up tomorrow and hear that Africa and Caribbean no longer this, that and the other any ties to the West in that way. The only way I want to hear is that they have fair trade deals and we have our countries deep and get all your charities out of there as well. Freaking this trust and this fund and all that. Get it out because all you lot are just raping our countries and in some cases our people allegedly um, just for your better gain. So I just, I'm, ciao. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I, but I would say though, I, I think, I think, I, I do want the apology though, and I want it um, every year, um, every year from whoever's in power, um, for generations to come. Like I just, I just, I want, I want them to always remember that that they have to, that they owe us something. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I think it needs to be ingrained into their psyche. Like, do you know what I mean? That actually it is a privilege that the people that you've re repressed for so long have not turned against you in such a vicious way as you were to them. So like, be sorry um, for a very long time and all the reparations things. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, we, we always say this, you know, Auntie Nana's um, advocate for it, but man, black people shouldn't pay tax in it. You shouldn't pay tax. <laughs> so when I heard about the trip to Grenada being cancelled like the day before they were supposed to go there some shit like that I cannot express to you how proud I was of my people like because the what is it the Grenada National Reparations Committee basically were going to do like highlight some shit the ambassador for um sorry the governor general advised the earl and countess of Wessex that they should not be visiting Grenada because their trip would be, you know, 
marred, I think you would say, by the protests that would have taken place there. Um, I'm with Auntie Shade. I think that they an apology is overdue. Because the thing is, they always want to talk about how, oh, you know, it's nothing to do with us. It happened. Yes, it's an atrocity. And it was so long ago. It's nothing to do with us. When you've got institutions who have made their money from slavery and colonization, the least that you could do, the very, very least that you could do is fucking apologize for the shit that you did. Don't just come out and say, yes, it was an atrocity. Come out and say, we apologize because you've apologized for other things in other countries. You've done it. So you should apologize to black people for what you've done. Um, do I think that they should give the money? I, I don't, I don't, sorry, do I think that they're going to get give money? I don't, because I, I genuinely believe if they were to pay reparations to all the people in, you know, in America, all the people in the Caribbean, all the people in across Africa, I think that these Western countries, these first world countries would be bankrupt. So what I think, and they're never going to do that. So what I think they should do at the very least is, um, what, sorry, that was through me. What I think that they should do at the very least is cancel the debt. And I've said that so many times, cancel the debt and allow us to trade freely amongst each other without you fucking taking any money from us. That's definitely what I think that they should do. Um, regarding the whole Bank of England thing, the Bank of England have always said that they didn't have any direct ties to slavery, but they understood that people may have profited who banked with them and, you know, somehow like second hand but they've now had to come out and say that actually no we did we own two plantations in Grenada that were worth the equivalent of I think it's 15 million or something like that and here are the names of the 599 slaves that we traded and listed as stock and land and property so yeah the queen and her minions need to read the room and all of the Caribbean countries need to come out of the um need to get rid of her and to just go to be, become a republic and anyone that supports them just needs to shut the fuck up one last thing that i've got to say before i go so there's a um a royalist by the name of angela levin or levin i can't know, i don't know how she says her name but she was on jeremy vine and she was quoted as saying that people need to people in the caribbean need to yeah. celebrate the queen with a glorious, warm feeling. And, and not, you know, there's a time and a place for things. And now is not the time. We're talking about celebrating the Queen's Jubilee. And, you know, the Queen, these people love the Queen. No, they don't. Dr. Shola was on that show yes. as well. And she just yeah. tore her a new one. She taught everybody. She did. I loved it. You know what I mean? And I, I loved every minute of it. But it is like these people are absolutely deluded. Like, and they're, they're, I, I, I just don't know what's wrong with it. To be fair, I have, an issue, I have issues with royal correspondence and stuff. Like, yeah. who pays? Like, why do they get money? Like, seriously. Exactly. Like, it's, what is your job really? Just speculating. Like basically, just 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 chatting shit and speculating. Yeah, I, I'm I'm done with it all, man. Like, get rid of them all. I honestly. think it's, I think it was um in reason why I say no apology is just because I don't with action. I like the idea of them having to apologise every half an hour. To be honest, like yes, you walk with your head down, penance, whip yourself, and batter yourself, and say the names of every single slave that you owned. It would say that that some sort of. But I want action as well because the apology that they read out, they've done certain apologies in certain ways. We're very, very regretful, and then you go back to what you're doing. I think that's that's where I'm coming from. 
not just talking. Oh my God, I forgot oh. this year. So when uh, Edward and Sophie landed in St. Lucia, because they still went to St. Lucia, they presented the St. Lucian Prime Minister with a framed photograph yes. of themselves. Oh. Did you see his face? <laughs> And the thing is, you know, like, you know, like in our families, in at Christmas, the way our families are, are set up, imagine Ooh. you, so, so mum here, Merry Christmas. And then she opens it and she sees a picture of you. You get buried. I want that same energy. Our leaders have that same energy. What is this? In his head, he was thinking fucking salop. Did he touch it? And he would have said it to his family. So I want him to say it to them, same energy. Like he shouldn't even have touched it. He shouldn't no. have just... I looked at them like, what is it? Like, that's ridiculous. That's you know, so, and they're the lamest royals as well. Like, I, like, I would be like, don't come to like, are you really sending Sophie and flipping Edward? Like, mm. you don't even see them. Like, when was the last time we even saw them on TV? It was probably 20 years ago. They have like, to no, rule them out because they can't sell Will and Kate because their PR is bad. They definitely can't sell Andrew because what? Well, it's just. And who should have been going? I mean, Edward and they're lame. Like, I remember back in the day when I was a kid, allegedly hearing, maybe perhaps, that he was like not really into women. It's yeah, like, no, no, yeah. Been, yeah, Edward's been hidden and he's had a lot of those type of conversations around him. Again, that's irrelevant to his lifestyle, whatever. But the fact of the matter is, he is one of the reject family. You don't see him ever. I, didn't, I actually, for a point, for a moment, thought, is he still with us? Because he hadn't been seen for a very long time. He's still with us. No, no, no genuinely, like, genuinely. They genuinely do not will him out, even they to don't. come on no. like, or to go to, like, to go to a hospital. They don't wheel him out. So why are you sending him to the Caribbean to, and they should receive him? Like dead Edward and... By force. And accept a picture of him and oh, his wife. Put a picture of yourself. Do you know how arrogant that is? Where do you think they're going to put it? <laughs> it would have been better if it was a picture of the Queen. And I'm not saying that, but at least that would make sense. He's a beef eater at the gates of um, Buckingham Palace. Even that's more interesting. A fucking beef eater. That is it's actually more celebrated exactly <laughs> than anything. You know what annoyed me as well when they did when they were in Jamaica and they they said they they let um Will and Kate play the royal the is it the Nyabingi drums or the, yeah. the, the sacred drums that it's like, it's like get off just go just have some respect even have some respect comments please disgrace get out man okay all right starting thank you again guys for all of your comments i'm going in from alcabalan says deep that former slave owners got their reparations and it is the uk taxpayers that paid them nicholas says you ladies are in your element tonight i love to see your growth please can you share your patreon link and i have put it i have shared the the link and she tried to find it and she wasn't able to locate it. So it is in the comments. And from time to time, I will flash it up on the screen as well. But maybe, it is Patreon. Say it out now. Yeah. Yeah. It is Patreon. And you just do a forward slash your aunties could never. Or in the search box on Patreon, you can just type in your aunties could never. And we pop up. And there's free tiers. And you can select which one to support us. Greatly appreciated if you do. I'm going to do one more comment from Antoinette says, real talk, why are black people always told that slavery was a long time ago and we should forgive and forget? 
move on. Yet every year we are reminded we are reminded to mourn the people killed during the Holocaust. So white on white crime can be mourned year on year out, um, year in year out for time immemorial. But white on black crime should be forgiven and forgotten. It's that we should just forget. But yet the legacy of how the empire was built is never ever forgotten. Even St George's Day the other day was St George's Day the other day. That's forever celebrated. So, but when black people are like, well, by the way, our history matters too. Oh, no, 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 forget about that part. Forget about that. No, no, it's all right. George wasn't even English. He wasn't even English. So bizarre. And they're like, well, he was, I I saw someone say, well, actually, he was Greek Cacodonian or whatever it's called. But you're still, he's still not white English. So, what are you wondering? Our royal family is also not English. Our royal family is German. I was just about to say that. They're German and Greek. And cousins. Uh, and yes, and cousins, thoroughly. All of but them. yeah, that's okay. Let's forget that. That's why the headline keeps on receding at 20. Honestly, I think, I I really think, yeah, Megan, she came and destroyed them, you know. We're not going to see, I, I give it about maybe 20 years. I think they're done. They're I, think they're done. I don't know. Seriously. I think in our lifetime. Say again? I do. I think in our lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. How will they go? Yeah. What will happen? They'll just fade out? Or do they say we now will... They'll be, be like, they'll be like the royal families in other countries. So yeah. other countries have royal families, but they have no bearing on like anything. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, like the Prince of Monaco, not Prince of Monaco, that's not a good example. Um, um, Netherlands. Netherlands, they? yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they have them, but they're just fluff. They they don't do anything. They don't get make any money off mm-hmm. the people. Nothing. Yeah, they don't get paid. That's what we need. How did that happen, though? How did they descend from actual status to then just being, you know, jobbing people? Because that's why it was a referendum. It was a referendum. The people was over it. The people was like, we don't need them. I think our one is going to be more of a scandal. I think more sexual deviancies are going to come to light and then the British public are just going to be like, it's untenable, this family are dysfunctional and they're a disgrace. And then we're going to get rid of them that way. I think I think Will I think William if he if he messes up with Kate again and it gets public oh it's over it's over instead of, instead of the, instead of journalists hounding Harry and Meghan do your job yeah <laughs> I feel like once the Queen pops her clogs yeah it's gonna be on because no one wants Charles and William's PR is rubbish. I think no, after that, yeah, no, no one's Charles. Yeah, I think William has to do something to mess up. But I feel like in his reign, mm. there will be a referendum, and people will be like, "Enough yeah. now." Yeah. yeah, he's gonna they, do something. They could do a twist on us though, and then somehow get for PR to save themselves, get Harry and Meghan everything they want, and then make them king and queen, and then. There could be yeah, I mean if 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 they if they brought back in Harry and Meghan, yeah, no, they'll room for everything. They'll room for a hundred years. There's too many racists in this country. That would never happen. Yeah. It would never happen. But that's what I'm saying. If they if they kept Meghan, they would have saved themselves for the rest of time. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, Let's think about it. They don't even want to give Harry security. They're yeah. not taking it. But that's my point. If they really get to the point where the world turns, it's gonna be the last no. thing in their bag, they'll wheel them out. They won't do it. Nah. And also, I don't think, I don't think, well, actually, I don't know. 
I just don't I, I don't even think it's that like they are the saviors. I think because we're black, we weren't in the echo chamber to hear how many white people absolutely hated Megan and yeah, hated yeah. Megan. Oh no, yeah, you and know. I, and I think, like they're not they're not the saviors. Like letting them go was probably the best thing that the royal family could have done. And we all knew that was going to happen as as kind of light as she is and straight hair and everything. She's still a black woman. She still has a black mum. It's like then she was never really going to be a part of the royal family properly. She isn't the saviour. They're, they're dirty bungles. Like they'll just have their time. Mm. They'll go soon. 20 years, definitely. Desperation and PR spin is a motherfucker. And boy, they, people have done madness for less. What can they Let's... do? Like, William's not even nice. He's not even good looking, bro. He needs to get a hair transplant is what he needs to do. He like, needs to get a whole wig. He needs a whole leg. should have gone turkey time ago. You should have gone turkey, bro. And then and, and get a little BBL. When he was 20. Like, it was like, get they need, a they need a Kardashian makeover. Oh, my God. Could you imagine Kate with a BBL? <laughs> she needs it. <laughs> Kate needs some food. Flip, don't. Oh Listen, my her God. stress and pain of popping up babe, babies and her man's out there in the streets. She, the woman is stressed. She that smile is pain. I think she's a bitch though. I do. I think yeah, yeah, but her, and she because she's suffering, she takes it out on everybody else. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't. Really she's that chick. She is that chick. Yeah. I'm vexed, so the whole world's gonna definitely suffer. that chick. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. People are like, supposed to be like out there in Chelsea, like a lot. He's in like, them streets. There's multiple mistresses. They need to go to the no. sun, mate. Yes, man. <laughs> I want to expect yes, The sun needs to be sunning. We need to go back to the 80s, man, when the sun was sunning. <laughs> you know the royals pay the papers now. It's like they pay yeah, all yeah, yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, yeah. Imagine yeah. having to keep a newspaper on your payroll. That's mad, you know. <laughs> He's messy. I'm telling you, William has skeletons. He's super messy. Yeah. Like, all of them, they're your <laughs> what do you say allegedly <laughs> allegedly in them streets let's get the comments okay um, Antoinette says the same commonwealth that the royals want to visit with all their pomp and ceremony yet when someone whose hue resembles people from that commonwealth you run her and make it make sense uh, and for that also says, aunties, can't you suggest someone who can do him a wicked blueless lace front? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We suggested Turkey. He needs to go to Turkey. Yeah, I don't want to, unless he pays reparations to that black hairdresser. And then when she did that, you know, it's not, it's not. No, no, no. <laughs> well, anyway. You know what? Sorry, one last thing. Beanie Man said it the other day. <laughs> Why do I need a visa to come here? <laughs> Why do you need a visa to come here? Why? black nation across the world should have to have a fucking visa to come to this here country. The gate should be open. There should be no deportation. We talking about illegal immigrants. We talking about you. Listen, listen. All right. So true, Auntie Nana. So true. Okay. All right. So my news. Um, it's quite. I, I guess. Yeah, let's let's see where we go with this. But it's in regards to the child adaptation of Aaliyah and Lena, you know, the two teenagers that went missing earlier on in the week. Um, they went missing for a week and were found, uh, I think, uh, over the weekend that they actually got found. But um, 
their mum actually went on Afia Talks on YouTube and explained how the police had treated the family and all of the steps that she went through. It's a brilliant interview because we never get to hear that side from, from parents. We always see the images of um, by this missing person and they're generally teenagers, usually black males or black females, and that goes around our community, but we never had the story update and she kind of filled us in a little bit as to how the police had treated her and her family. So it's a really good one. It's called A Fear Talks on YouTube. Just type that in, listen to that. But what I wanted to ask you guys was just what your thoughts are on that, but also grooming in our community. It was suggested that these girls were actually groomed by an 18 year old um, who lured them in, but they may have been transported somewhere else to either go on county lines or to be prostitutes. Like this is what was out there in the comments, what people were saying. The mum couldn't affirm anything because it's an ongoing investigation. But what do you think the community, the community can really do about like grooming? And if you have any experiences of missing relatives, if how that went for you as well, just a general conversation on this. I don't think we talk about it enough. So I just wanted to bring it to you guys. What's your thoughts on this case? Um, I hadn't heard about it until I saw it on your, um, as your news story. Um, but I think it's that sensitive conversation within these spaces because and we talk about it all the time, the lack of uh, protection that uh, young black girls have in certain spaces. Um, the adif adif I can't say the word, adif adif adult, what's the word? Adultification, oh, adultification okay. of young black girls as well. So they're seen as bigger and more powerful and more strong than they are. Their vulnerability is hidden behind possibly how people see them as being more mature and ready for life as it were. Um, but I think, I don't know, cause it's a, it's a big problem that it's, it's a bit of a hard one to, to lay at the hands of the community. Not that we don't deal with it, but sexual predators, you know, sexual predators, and sex abuse and grooming is a big problem amongst for everybody right so the nature of society has to have an about turn and i'm not saying that and again i'm not saying we don't focus on that in our community but it's about how we change the narrative when our culture when parts of our culture is so sexualized where some of our cultural icons which as much as we say you know we're not affected and we can't lay at the hands of people in the public eye. There is a part of our culture that is, that you have young girls that look at that space and young boys looking at that space, men looking at that space and looking at the sexualization of us as easy fodder and like it's nothing. And we've talked about young boys, especially being told that young girls' bodies and women aren't, aren't things that you can own and turn into a commodity. They're not yours to sell, control and dictate how it should be used and perceived. But yet that's kind of the narrative in our, in cult, in society, but within our community as well, there's an extra level of, it's, it's just to be a woman's body or girl's body is just to be used, abused and just, just, uh, just, just, just shared about mm. just because, and there's no respect and no understanding of the emotions that black girls and women go through and how we're so, how our sex is just so, um, demeaned and undermined so I don't know I think there's a it, it, it starts at home. it always starts at home it always starts with how you raise your boys to and how you start with your boys when they're young how you teach them 
that a girl's you have to respect a girl from a different perspective you, you cannot you don't have the right to just fuck a girl to just expect sex and get sex and when a girl just because a girl is showing womanly shapes i should say it doesn't mean to say she's ready for everything even if she's projecting that even if a girl is projecting that she's sexually ready she might just don't assume anything don't assume that she's up for it and no as we say no means no that's there's so much language and reparenting tactics that need to be brought in i think that's the way we tackle it but at the same time we're fighting against societal norms we've got big men like tim west we've just spoken about who's allowed to go up and down normally jimmy sam was allowed to go up and down normally r kelly was allowed to go up and down normally harvey weinstein allowed to go up and down normally until it gets to the point where someone else's life is too badly affected then they get brought to task We've got a big societal issue. That's my first initial thoughts. Um, oh, go on. Go on. No, that's right. no, I'm. I mean, I think in terms of in terms of what people can do is like don't ignore the signs, right? Do you know what I mean? Don't ignore changes in behaviour, changes in mood, erratic behaviour. Like, I think that's not just the parents; it's brothers and sisters, cousins, friends. Like, you know, do you know what I mean? Like not that everybody has all of that to be honest you know what I mean but like um and just you know people who know best around young people and children like I think there is just such a culture of not saying anything like not kind of what you call it like just not 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 wanting to interfere not wanting to say the same thing like the wrong thing or anything like that and you have to risk it you do like do you know what i mean that kind of thing if you want to protect these children because that's what they are if you want to protect them you have to risk it and you have to risk being shunned you have to risk maybe getting a box in the mouth do you know what i mean like seriously and it and it's it, you know it's a it, i think it's very brave when people do that do you know what i mean and not enough people um do it and i think the behavior just generally needs like the acts need to be shunned by the whole of society i think as a community sometimes we're too a little bit too forgiving a little bit kind of too kind of oh you know like trying to brush it under the carpet and and make it out like it's not a big thing and like the victims in this you know you know young black girls they're just suffering because people don't want to um bring their dirty laundry out and that sort of thing and it and it allows the cycle to continue to perpetuate itself and i just think like in general we know well it's kind of like the thing that like people don't care about black girls, but I also say that black girls don't care about black girls. Do you know what I mean? Like we need to look after each other. We can't be also like, you know, raising these issues and stuff, but then, but then seeing something happen to a girl and then just labeling her a scare or whatever kind of thing and judging her because of what she's doing. You can't do, do you know what I mean? You need to hold, women young girls need to hold themselves accountable also for how they treat other people and not ostracize someone just because they're having sex and you do you know what i mean and maybe you you don't or your situation's different and that sort of thing i think there's just so much judgment and that's why a lot of um young black girls they don't talk about their experiences they don't talk up um, when these things are happening or feel like they've got nowhere to go because they just fear of being judged by their peers and i think that definitely needs to yeah i agree sorry i was trying to unmute myself um everything that you guys said 
And I just want to bring us back to last week when we were talking about age differences between, like, you know, eight teenage boys and or teenagers in, in relationships and how there is an adult and there is a child. And these, you know, it, these people were, these girls were 14 and 15 and the boy that's been arrested was 18. As an 18-year-old, what are you doing chatting to 14 and 15-year-old girls? And his circle, what are you doing Con, like condoning him chatting to 14 and 15 year old girls there is this thing we've all said it you know girls are quite easily over sexualized and adult adult what was it adultification happens a lot with like amongst black girls it's, it's almost as though it's fine it doesn't matter you can take it but sometimes people need to recognize that they are still children and it doesn't matter what they appear like they're still children. Like I've actually been out with my youngers and had to say to people, that's a little girl, you know, what are you looking at? People should need to be a little bit more careful and there, sh there isn't anything wrong with people in the community speaking up and calling out issues that they see as wrong. I'm not saying that you should go and start fighting people because I'm not saying go and do that. But I think the more that these things are highlighted as not acceptable, not behind closed doors, not on a little phone call, but highlighted that these this type of behaviour is unacceptable, it will allow victims of these sexual harassments to actually feel like they can come and speak up and not to be judged. I think like from experience with my nephew, and it was a shock in terms of like his his grooming to sell drugs was very new and although I had heard about county lines it was always like very far like literally like some like somewhere else maybe in passing somebody talking about county lines not really thinking about how does this actually run how do they get young people and I think there's a real element especially with these girls that it's there was like social media involvement so they're talking the the mother did actually like really put out a warning that her daughter in the last kind of few months became very quiet which she wasn't usually very tired and like kind of retreated to her her room and i would definitely say we had a very similar thing with my nephew but they're teenagers so you kind of think well teenagers can go weird in their emotions like they change a little bit they get more moody like you expect those things but it is that way where you can't really talk to them properly when you're talking it's like it's glazing over that like they're not really listening to you because there is another older that's like in their ear really reaffirming things that it doesn't matter what the parent is saying doesn't quite hit them lots of schools see it happening as well and they don't say anything because they don't want the parents coming in to like discuss that they have a school issue, but there needs to be like a hypervigilance within our community because I don't think enough people actually really know how our young people are being targeted to go out there and sell drugs or be prostitutes. Like it's, it's slightly different to when we were younger. There was definitely that predatory older man that was after young girls to sleep with. But now it seems like there's a real criminal spin where they're actually seeing that you can use these young people to sell your stuff. That there's like a real vulnerability that they've like cornered into that parents working 
working lots, like they may be home a little bit by themselves. This like they've just really honed into societal issues and then they're criminalizing young people. I think lots of parents don't actually know that this is a real thing. It's not, it's not always like single mother. It's it's just not what you think it is. It's not the parenting. It's not because it's a single mother. They can really come from really good homes, but if they manage to like slot in there and target a child, it's very easy for them to manipulate them. And I think that really stood out listening to the mother, she's called Claudette. Like hearing her talk, I was just there like, yeah, I get it all. Like everything she was saying, just how your everybody else thinks she must have come from a shitty family. Like both of the girls, like they must have like, not had anybody really battling for them like you know their mum was probably working all hours she had been gone for like half an hour and they had called the police already because that was out of character and it's those things it's like actually as a community we really need to stand up for each other and be like no the police need to take it seriously when our kids go missing it needs to go onto that amber alert we need the police to really be advocating for our children because they're being targeted but what the police did was they they were like, no, she's going to come back home. So they didn't actually do anything for four days. And this isn't this isn't new. This is generally what they do with black kids. So in those first 48 hours that we all know is really important and this is like crucial times, they were resting on their laurels and they didn't make it a level three, even though the school and and parents and family were like, this is out of character. They were still like, no, she'll come home. The 15 year old who after half an hour, her mum's calling up like literally this is out of character. You're like, no, she'll just come back home. Took four days before they leveled it up to a level three. And then within 48 hours, all of the evidence that the family had actually collected, the police went and investigated and then brought the girls back home. And it is that thing of it's like we have to battle so much harder to get the police to be in our corner and actually see our kids as kids and not think that they're some type of adults or they're wayward or literally it's like they deserve what happens to them. It, it was harrowing listening to her. Thank God that the girls have been found because who knows where they would have ended up if, if, the, if it wasn't for the community really getting involved and being like, no, we're going to share this. Like, what's the updates? But I think almost every celeb I saw had like posted their pictures just like keep on sharing this, the girls are still missing. But I just think we all need to be really vigilant and start learning what grooming tactics are out there. And if you see any signs with any young people around you, if they get a little bit, a little bit recluse or they're staying out a little bit longer or you're hearing names that you don't know of or they have another phone as well, that's another thing. I think we kind of have to snoop a bit more and we've kind of just got to, we got to do it until this cultural shift that we're in is nipped in the bud. You just kind of got to, you got to snoop on your teenagers, I'm afraid. Like we can't go for this liberal buddy-daddy way of p parenting. Like they need their spaces because they're being targeted because there are so many parents that are allowing teenagers to kind of grow up and have these freedoms, but they're being targeted by people. It also highlights the bigger problem with reporting missing um, missing children to the police anyway. 
you know, let's not forget, was it last year or the year before when um, that young boy, the 18-year-old Richard, I can't remember his surname, he went missing. And from the minute he went missing, his mum was on the police and they kept forbidden off, kept forbidden off. And how many missing black people, black children, black teenagers, black young adults have gone and then been found, unfortunately, dead. And they just say, oh, it's, you know, natural causes or they've committed suicide without any kind of investigation. That happens regularly. So there's so many issues within that as well. It's, you know, there's a lot there. I agree with you, Auntie Nana. You do have to look out for these things when people are, their habits are changing. And as you said, maybe snoop on your teenager a little bit more, involve them, maybe get their aunties to chat to them. I don't know, like, but there is a bigger problem with the police and understanding when parents approach them, it isn't, it's not within their nature to do this. You need to listen to us. I think that's, that's an interesting um, perspective when you're talking about culture, because I, I'm not always an advocate when they say we need more diversity in the police force, because the police force itself, the system is systematically broken and racist and corrupt anyway. So going into that system doesn't always make a difference. However, I remember I used to do the hair of um, a policewoman and just, I mean, based on her stories alone, how uh, her, her, when she was on the beat, on her on the job, and her interaction with the black young people that she'd come into contact with, just her being there and her presence, based on what she told me, changed and maybe diffused situations, let the people, the, the, the young people being arrested, have someone that they can potentially identify, and whether they're in the right or wrong, there's an, area, an element of calm and kind of a different perspective that enters the room when you're in the presence of someone that potentially looks like your auntie, your mum or your uncle, or your dad, you know what I'm saying? But there's also, but then, but from that perspective, having more representation on the police force and if they, if their voices are allowed to be heard, they can then introduce this in understanding of culture and how different communities, so if you're from an Asian community, black community, how these communities function, we're not all the same. We don't all do the same thing. So it might be okay for a white child to go out for two days and their parents don't mind because that's what they do. But in, usually in our culture, you're not leaving and coming home whenever you want. That's not something that's in our makeup. I couldn't just, my daughter, the way I raised her, she had to be home. I've been on the phone. Where the hell are you? And yes, later in life, she said, yeah, mum, I kind of went to Peckham when I could have been coming home. She found ways, but it was a very rare thing. And she said, what was yeah. in the back of my mind? is I knew you'd be onto me. There's not much I could do. I was a very hands-on mum. I had the, I was able to be a quite hands-on mum. There are other parents that aren't afforded that luxury because of work or for whatever reasons. However, if we have the police people representing us in the in the police force that can really speak to our culture and how we behave, maybe that will also help when a black family is reporting a crime and say, look, something's not right. You, the police officer, black person is like, yeah, you know what? In our community, this is how we act. So can you act on it? But this is only providing the system within the police force changes and acknowledges and give power and respect to the black people or the Asian people or the non-white people that they've got employed so that their voices are heard in a proper way. It is, and it, and it is a thing about our communities and culture, how we do things. We can't just adopt Western ways just for the sake of not offending our kids. They, I understand that as we evolve through time, different you have to take into account how the world works and so your children aren't also isolated from how society is moving forward but we still need to find some way to keep our cultures and traditions because there are things that black people do african or caribbean that just doesn't run 
doesn't work for what goes on in Western society. There were things we all say, can't speak at the table, you can't do this, you can't do that. And then your white friends are saying, I'm telling my mom to shut up and all that type of stuff. Things that we laugh at, but there's rules and traditions that we had that kept us in good stead. So we need to maybe find a way to re readdress those things and implement them into the, as society turns, how we raise our kids so that we don't feel no way to be intrusive into their lives and stuff like that. We don't feel like, oh gosh, we're violating their civil liberties by asking them too many questions. Oh my God, she can't go and, you know, you know, all those type of things. I can't be specific, but I know um, someone who works in, um, with children uh, in the mental health space saying, you know, there was a child that came in, that came into their, their space saying that they wanted to kill themselves because their mum took their phone away. That's what we're dealing with in society today. That's the levels. Children trying to commit suicide because their phone's been taken away. So we have to find a balance because, it, it, and it, parenting is hard. It's hard, especially when you've got your own personal issues as well as a parent. That's flipping crazy. Uh, I'm, I'm not adverse to a tracker on a phone. I think if I've purchased the mobile phone, I should be able to put a tracker on it and see where you're going. I, I'd probably do that from everything that we went through with Seren, I would probably do that with the boys, definitely. If we're still in London, I, I would do that just because you just don't know where the predator is, how they're going to get your child. Yeah, I, I would I would put a tracker on their phone and I'm going to check it weekly. What's going on? What are they talking about? But, you know, who's around? I don't have to say anything about it, but I just want to know what their friendship group is, what they're up to and all of that jazz. Right. Should we get the comments? All right. So um, Al Kabbalan says, for example, so he's started with what the community can do about grooming is parents going back to guiding their children from early. For example, teaching them on how to manage their emotions and problems effectively instead of reacting based off of, uh, of reacting based off. That is how to change the narrative in society societal issues versus in Western society. This is why we need to go back to our true societies. Okay, Auntie Shade, what have you heard? Okay, so my story is, how do I describe this? <laughs> Basically, I'm thinking, my question, I'll start with my question is, who the hell is running our country? Um, <laughs> Brilliant question, brilliant. Because a report came out, um, was it last week? Last week, that basically said that more than 50 MPs have been reported for sexual misconduct um, with things like, you know, things like harassment and, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, um, what was it? Like being pests, <laughs> that sort of thing. It's not even funny. I'm not laughing at that. Um, and I'm just like, I'm just so, I'm so shocked. So at least like 56 MPs are facing this, um, these allegations. And this is from like a parliament independent complaints body. Um, and yeah, that's my question. Like who's running the cut? What can we do? What, what, what can we do about this? Because this seems to be, um, is it epidemic? I don't know. I can't remember. Like, that's like if we look at the, how many MPs there are, a couple hundred, do you know what I mean? And 56 of them have been reported for sexual misconduct. That is, ins that is actually insane. Do we have, like, in the UK, do we have a sexual uh, 
misconduct issue? Is it part of our culture? Ours? <laughs> As in being British. I get it. <laughs> ah, what I find frustrating is the fact that the people who are making the laws and uh, dishing out sentences and all of that shit are the people who are the most guilty of committing these types of crimes. It's frustrating. You know, it, it, it was Imran, what's his name? Imran Ahmed Khan, the MP yeah. who was found guilty of sexually assaulting a 15-year-old boy. I think he's mm. been sentenced now. I can't remember what he got. I think, you know, has he not been sentenced yet? No. no. But yeah, a 15-year-old boy. And <laughs> it said 56 MPs are currently up facing sexual misconduct charges. How are you still an MP? How are you allowed to still be an MP and take my money? <laughs> how, how is that even allowed? Like, surely, like, you can't even sign on and have a side job and not get done. How are you a fucking MP? How is that happening? Claiming expenses and all the way getting pay rises and chatting shit and saying, ho, 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 and Parliament. Like, how are you an MP? What are you doing? I just, yeah. I, I don't know, but we said it before, we're not really in a democracy, are we? The reason why it takes so long is because if someone goes down, you've got to put the right person behind bars that doesn't have all the tea on everybody else. That's why they make it so hard. Because it's like, why is he still an MP? Why hasn't he, because I'm just reading the article, he hasn't stood down yet. How are you still, how are you still the audacity? You've been accused of sexual misconduct. You, of, you, you've been accused, that's enough. Get gone. If it if it's not true, then get go go find due process as they call it, and get exonerated, and then go back to work. Fine, get claim claim your compensation if that be the case. If it's defamation and libel, it will come out in the wash. At this very moment, resign. Anyone in position of power, who, especially when you are so close to the law, law, religion, anything authoritative, you do not have the right. Unfortunately, you chose to be in a profession where you tell us what to do. From the minute you tell me what to do. You cannot break the law in willy-nilly and just go up and down and expect me to respect you. And the fact that you lot don't go, Boris Johnson being the head, I was going to say N in charge, head W in charge, white man in charge or whatever, you are the leader of this nonsense and debauchery and depravity. And, and it's not even allegedly because these people have been, that I can confidently say, you are the leader of nonsense. Whatever's going on, what type of honorable leader has such disarray in their in their team it starts on the head as they say when you watch uh you know uh the apprentice usually it's the team leader that goes because you didn't manage your team your team is shit and a reflection of you so everybody needs to go everybody realize that he hadn't stepped down and why no. is it even why is it even that you have the right to be able to say i'm going to resign why haven't because you just because we have a, we, our prime minister won't go. Uh, uh, literally, like, nobody is leaving their jobs. If I was him, and I think I'm innocent, and literally the leader of my party has been found guilty of of lying to us repeatedly, and he ain't going. Why am I gonna go? It's like it's like every man for themselves at this moment. It's it's top down in it. It's like literally the PM ain't going. All right, so I've been convicted. So was he. He's paid a fine. Mine may be a sentence, but I'm going to appeal it. I'm not going either. 
Like we're all in this together. Like literally, it's like let's let's ride it out. It's, it's for it's everybody like, else to make him gone. Like for all of them, all fifty-six of them. There's actually six hundred and fifty MPs. So that's a high number of literally MPs under investigation for sexual assault allegations, misdemeanors, and everything else. That's gross. That literally means like when I say that we are being run by a bunch of flipping misfits and debaucheries and 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 monsters i think we are like that that's that's madness you can't have those allegations and it not like okay everywhere is allegedly because everyone deserves their due process no, he's been convicted but no allegedly he's been convicted now he's been convicted imran yeah. has been convicted okay well you've been convicted number one imran but then and it's interesting that the brown one's convicted first because <laughs> you i mean and then and, and for everybody of color in this in this MP space, you think you're an MP, you think you can do what they do. They will roll you out first. Where's our, where's our, where's old boy? What's his name? Who was coming, what's his name? The one that's gone, no one hears from him now. Bailey, is it Bailey? What's his name? I can't even remember his name. He's that, Sean. It's Sean. Sean. <laughs> where's Sean? Where's, where's Sean the sheep? Where is Sean the sheep? Sean the sheep. That's what I'm saying. You see you brown and black people that come and want to put yourself at the forefront and defend. Look at where, where are you? So you look, all of you, this is like, you know, when you're, you know, when you're, um, when you're somewhere and you get caught, well, maybe one of your friend does something like, and you get, you want to get kicked, you're supposed to get kicked out and security comes, like you're all getting, you know, like, I'm not going, I'm not going. This is what they're doing. I'm not going. I'm not going. <laughs> Wolf Wall Street. Yeah. I'm, not fucking I'm, not going. I'm not leaving. I'm not going. I'm not going. You going. I'm not going. But this is not fun and games in the cinema when you're throwing popcorn at people and no one wants to admit that it's them, so they leave. This is life, real talk life. It's long, it's long. And everything, we are told in arts, the arts that we work in, the media that we're shown, we're shown in every, like you said, Wolf of Wall Street, we're shown every which way, every stereotypical thing when you have the, the nonsense parties after dark in parliament, the lights are flashing, you're wondering why the lights are still on. This is what's going on, nonsense. And I nonsense. I'll lean on certain syllables, allegedly. Nonsense. It's actually what I just think it's just so wild. I can't believe that this is. I I just it just doesn't seem real to me. Like I, I mean, I, I believe it is, but it just it's just such a bizarre state of affairs, really. That this is the state of the people that run our country. That they're literally, um, allegedly. Um, sexual deviants, like from the top down, basically, and they want to be telling us about our lives. It's just, it's just actually insane. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's um, what does that say for our country? I, don't, I really don't know. We're all starting. We need to run ourselves. <laughs> it says we need to run ourselves. It says that we need to just be governing in our small areas and we don't need a central government because they are full of heinous people. Like, I think it's, we have this all around the world. We can't trust them. And this isn't the way the world should run because they can't be trusted. They don't, they don't know what to do with power. That saying, with, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. These fools don't understand what that is. They have a different moral code and they think that anything is for their taking, including children. Like you've been convicted 
of literally sexually assaulting a 15 year old, then you're flipping 50 odd and you're like, no, I'm not, I'm not leaving my job. Really? Like you're an MP, like a member of parliament. Like, no, I, I'm not going to resign. Why is that even an option? Why is that exactly. an option? It should just be removed. Yeah. <laughs> it should be given. No. Yeah, Let's but... get the comments. Okay. Um, so we have Gemma says it's a worldwide issue. We need more people like Jacinda Arden, the New Zealand Prime Minister, until yeah. we change. T Smith says it is because there are no consequences for bad behavior. Uh, Gemma goes on to say it's insane and disgusting. T Smith says, I have no compassion for Patels and Bax MPs when they get found out because they are the first to chuck out the people into the fire when it comes to politics. Yeah. All right. Um, boy, who knows what's going on. Uh, moving on to aunties know best. This is where we get into some issues and problems of the day and we resolve them. Um, we we had we were supposed to have a wonderful guest in today, but she's unfortunately unwell. She will be back soon. So I'm just kind of remixing and freestyling this. I'm going to go to my old favorite, Dear Prudence, on Slate magazine. I've seen some ridiculous headlines. Guys, pick one and we'll answer it. One of them is, <laughs> help, my neighbor friend of a decade won't let me inside her house. Um, help, the woman I've been hooking up with is a lot more smarter than I thought. Help. My parents think I'm settling for my fiance. Um, help, my friend claims a new identity every week to get acting roles. But I mean, I think that's not even hard. That's acting, though. That's acting, isn't it? And help, my stepsister is spreading lies that she's going to adopt my baby. I literally want to know about help the woman I've been hooking up with is a lot smarter than I, smarter than I thought. Do you want to go into that? Yeah. yeah, go on. I haven't read this yet, so I'm going, to watch, I'm going to try and edit as I go. So it says, Dear Prudence, I'm a straight man in my 30s who has been friends with benefits with, in quotes, Alice for over a year. It's been a good, safe pandemic arrangement. Alice is fun, cute, and it's been nice to find someone I really enjoy hanging out with and enjoy sex with, and it's on the same page about not... Can you change her name to, like, Yummy? Yummy, about yeah. not being in a relationship. Uncompl uncomplicated is what it has been, I guess, until recently. Yomi has mentioned before that she writes and recently shared that she sold a story for a little bit of money and received an honourable mention in the contest. I got a weird feeling I couldn't place. Yomi directed me to some of her work and I read it and ended up searching and finding a lot more of it. She's really, really talented, much more than I ever stopped to consider. And I don't know why it bothers me to find story after story that she's written. I scribble a bit, mostly straight thoughts and RPG game world building and character stuff. I had never thought of publishing. It shouldn't bother me that Yomi has, or that her stuff is frankly so much better than I could ever dream of producing, but it has. I am jealous and intimidated and I don't know what to do. The cute lady I eat pizza with and watch movies with and fool around with is now someone who's done something I could never and is, let's face it, likely smarter than I am. I mean, oh my God, I had never thought she was dumb by any strength of the imagination. I always thought her to be intelligent and really witty and capable of having a good argument or discussion, but this seems different. Like the proof is solid and obvious as I co I don't compare. Is there any going back from this? Help me. Well, somebody who doesn't write, he writes a lot, innit? Yes. <laughs> he wrote he a wrote whole novel. Book. And let's call him Kwame. <laughs> Kwame and Yomi's love situation. Well Do you know that just got so much, so much more interesting? I can't lie. 
too funny. What should what what should Kwame do, man? Who's, Let's who's make him Delroy. I think Delroy. he should win. Okay, Delroy. Whatever the case is. No, because Tarkin gives um, Tim Westwood, like, I don't want any of that space. It's a oh, black oh. problem. This is a black problem. Delroy, Delroy Kwame Brown. That's his name. Okay. His <laughs> fuck say? buddy, his lockdown fuck buddy is, a, is actually a smart, intelligent woman, and he can't handle it. What the hell? <laughs> you see, I mean, boy, you're punching in it, bro. You just have to accept it or leave her in it. Let her. Do, why? Why don't her shine? She's if she if you know she's settling. It's time for you, bro. Just accept okay. it. Just, just actually, you should be basking in her. In fact, you should be worshiping her. What am I talking about? Seriously, exactly. give her everything she wants. When she up, when she calls your name, don't don't let her call your name twice. Be there. Be serving her. That's what you should do. Humble yourself, be and be be happy that if you you know if she continues to accept her, you in her life, and if she chooses to have children with you, they've got half a chance of being smart. You should feel lucky. <laughs> any other words? I've got another one which is actually quite funny. Um, any other words for Delway Kwame Brown and his situation with Yomi? <laughs> I mean, you need to find a ring and put it on her finger. That's what you need to do. Because embrace it, man. Most women are smarter than all men anyway. So what's new? Like, it's not hard. It's not hard. Embrace it. You got a, you got a good woman. Now you need to secure the deal. Imagine what sex, vision. intelligence, and fun and laughter. What more do you want? No, because he's absolutely feeling like, what do I bring to the table? Yeah. Like what? what but well, I, I don't even think he's got that, or he would like people Maybe that are you know, always. This is what I bring, and they flip their dick on the table. Like Delroy ain't doing that. He's just feeling like, what do I bring? It's like find it, bro, because she likes you. <laughs> find, so find it, bro, to the table. Like, like step up to to the challenge, or learn from her. Like you're not above learning. Like learn something, and then she can help you with your writing, because you obviously like to write as well. <laughs> do a joint novel, you know, do it together, publish together. Ready for that? He like he just needs to work his way up to building his confidence and being okay with being with a woman that's smarter than him. Like just accept that we're out there. There's lots of us. Like really, like so you know, just run with it. I feel for him. I understand or take penis pills so that your penis grows and then you'll feel like I'm it's not true I'm there with you you know what in all in all seriousness I think that this is going to be a more more like you're going to hear more of this from men um, I, I think it is because like what like we are in the truth telling season do you know what I mean and like I think more and more men are going to feel like oh they're inadequate or they don't match up to um, their women and there's and then there's actually nowhere for them to hide you know kind of thing they actually have to deal with themselves and actually face that um you know and and make some real serious life changes do you know what I mean and work on themselves I think I think it's I actually do think that this is um you know, 
the evolution of man this is a, this is this is an issue that's going to happen more and more for sure we've, we've talked about it we've talked about it they as they say they're not getting allowed to talk but yet they're talking to kevin samuels this is part of it kevin samuels like trying to belittle us and say that we're not um vip viable products whatever the hell he calls it actually we are he's just trying to brainwash and placate the the the, the silly men out there this one quickly um i think this this definitely might be from auntie nana help my husband found the online group where I complain about him. <laughs> Dear Prudence, a few months ago, I joined an online mind group of like-minded people where we often discuss personal relationship problems. I have found that griping about my husband to anonymous people online is a lot better than venting my frustrations at him. Lately, my husband has also really been really good at changing some of the behaviors that have always driven me up the wall. And now I know why. While using his laptop, I happened to notice him logged in as one of the members of my group. He created a fake persona and has seen every gripe I ever typed about him. I haven't confronted him on this. And to be honest, it has been a very convenient way to indirectly communicate my frustrations to him. Should I tell him I know who he is, quit the group or just let this be? This is a clear, just let this be. This is a, in, a honestly situation that she's found herself in. And that I wouldn't go overboard. I would subtly put it in maybe I speak in there like once a month with what was griping me like pick your battles but then he sees it and then he's going to correct it this is like a win-win actually this is good did she say this group that I may try and join and set it up as well I think this is a brilliant idea this is amazing but yeah no don't don't tell him that. <laughs> okay I think don't say nothing either but but at the same time is that healthy when you guys can't communicate and then you can depend on what happens when the internet gets taken over and we can't use it and the internet's down and all that stuff. You can't use it all the time. Elon Musk. What? Listen, listen. Sorry, when is the internet getting taken over? Please don't act like we're not in a dictatorship where we can, our, in like, our on online interaction could be regulated. Whatever happens, I was being dramatic, but something could happen where they don't have easy access to the internet and they're tall that saves their relationship is taken away from them. Let's say that. I think this is a beautiful thing, right? Because she's saying, she, it's a very natural thing to want to vent to people. Like, do you know what I mean? She's not taking it on him. She's venting in the safe space. He's come across it. Now, should he have read it? Probably not really, but he's changing his behavior. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes people, um, you know, who've been together for a long time, even not been together for a long time. Like sometimes people just generally in relationships find it difficult because they don't want to hurt the other person's feelings. Do you know what I mean? They might, you know, they might, they probably love their partner and just, you know, think, oh, you know, I'll just suffer it really and truly while they're just bottling it up inside. So I think that this is, this is one of the beauties of the internet, in fact. Like, this is a win story. You know? I agree. I'm just oh, saying, what happens if <laughs> it's again? Gone? What happens if it's gone? You depend on a tool. No, but she's not depending on it. Like that. On it, it's not. I don't think it's that, but he's changing his behavior, so it's showing that he's open to listening to what she's saying and he's adapting to it. That's a fantastic sign, and it shows yeah. that he really wants to, you know, keep the relationship and work on it. But also, she could also pretend if he's actually adapting, then communication is always key. Human, human. yeah, but that might be the, the kick start for that because She's not saying she has problems. She's just saying, like, every now and again, she she goes in there and she vents, like, you know, yeah. normal. And he just happened to pick up on it and adapted his behaviour. Yeah. I say this is win, win, win. I would be yeah. on there saying, complaining about my shoes that I need. 
and my husband just <laughs> not getting the hints that I'm dropping. Unless he's, unless he's a demon and, and he's using it and he's using this to 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 to, to fool her. So he's yeah. doing something yeah. that she has so he could do something even worse. Yeah. Because I know I know how they've been staying. Lovely story take a different turn. That's what I was thinking. What reality, reality, reality just tapped my head. Listen, it's all well and good for a certain amount of time, but for when both people know what they're doing, it doesn't always work. So what's the catch? What's the safety net here? Because once everybody knows, someone's going to slip up and it's then going to be revealed. But he doesn't know that she knows that he knows. My point is, eventually, it will come out in the light. Everything does. Yeah, but, but it doesn't have to be a bad thing, though. No, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. Yeah, cool. I think it's funny. When it comes yeah. out, it's funny. Because then, like, the, the guy has moulded into being a better version and it, and knows what your gripes are. Fair. And then it's just like, uh, yeah, I always knew you was there. That's why I said that. It's just a conversation piece. It's a story. Everything can be turned into a story. It's like, it's okay. It's All right. It's a good thing. Final one, final one. Help, my husband wants me to, to pretend to be someone else we know during sex. And I definitely think this is Kate and Will. Kate wrote this in. Um, Dear Prudence, my husband and I have resolved to be more open about our sexual desires after a long dry spell. We often dress up during sex, which is really fun, but recently he confessed a desire that gave me pause. He wants me to dress up as a casual acquaintance of ours. He wants me to call me, he wants to call me by her name and for me to wear a very particular kind of clothing that she wears. I'm not sure what to think. It's kind of gross and also suggests he'd rather be sleeping with her than me. Then again, maybe I should be glad he's not and he's making do with what he's got. Me. What should I do? No, 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 no. You know, I can get out. No, 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 there's all levels of issues and you don't need to be grateful. What you need to do is get gone because he don't want you. And when he's fucking you, he's probably thinking about her and he's probably fucking oh her too. So no, 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 no. You know what? I just wonder like, where, where does it end, right? You, know, like, you you're fantasizing about this, but then I just think like, not to say he, I don't know if he's a sexual deviant, but it could lead to deviant behaviour. Do you know what I mean? I just I think like sometimes like we some some men live out these fantasies because they want to do the real thing and they kind of connect it in the fantasy world and then they go and do the real thing. So I just think no, you should probably warn her until <laughs> like, my husband's got. <laughs> But um, but no, I just think I just think. I, I could, I personally couldn't be with a guy like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, Ever. I would just feed into every single insecurity. I just don't, like, do you know what I mean? Like, you're thinking of someone else. That is, like, in our most intimate, like, kind of part. Just no. Just no. Your focus should be on me. Like, I should be the one that, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, turns you on. And if you really want me to be someone else, I yeah. think that. Like it's not like a superhero or fictional character or anything like that. This is a real living person that is known to us. It's a bit much, bro. So maybe you need to be on your own for a bit. Bah. All right. Have you guys seen that Channel Four program where they go into like the sex house, and it's like couples get to explore with a um, 
a sexual counsellor their desires. <clears throat> I'm thinking that maybe because the husband has expressed this sexual desire, like he's not saying I want a relationship with this gal that we mutually know. It's just a sexual desire to be with her. If they are open to it, maybe the two of them discuss it with the girl and if she's open to it they just have a threesome so that he experiences that sexual desire auntie nana, auntie nana what how many years did you celebrate the other day 10 Was years it 10 years marriage and 22, 22 years together right so you are telling us here yeah that if your husband came to you and said babe do you know what i've been <laughs> fantasizing about Shade." Right? <laughs> Sorry, because I agree. Because Aquarius family, Aquarius family. I've been fantasizing about Shade. I don't really want to do anything with her, but I want you to dress up like her. I want you to to. I want to call you Shade. You're gonna be like, I know what we do. Let's just go. Let's call her now and like get her to come. In. You're not gonna do that. Can we it's stop, please? <laughs> The only thing I agree with is that I my to the next thing he's going to be asking the other chick to join in to their sexual to his sexual fantasy. That's the next thing. But no, I, I refuse. I refuse. No, no, no. If, like, if it's a celebrity or like Princess Leia in a gold bikini, whatever. But not. Not my brethren or acquaintance or someone <laughs> human and No. And for your punishment, Nana, you've got to read all the comments. That's what you've done. You know what? I'm trying to do devil's advocate. Auntie Farah, bravo, bravo. I'm not bravo. I'm sorry, Auntie Shadi. I'm sorry you were dragged into this. I'm innocent. Please. <laughs> And by the way, just before we go to comments, unequivocally break up with him. Fuck that. You're not introducing my friend into our bedroom like that. Go and fuck her then. Fuck off. That's my <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying there's, there's lots of couples out there that were open. I wasn't speaking personally. I was just throwing it out there as a, as, as a possible solution. <laughs> okay. I will read these comments. I knew people that listen to us every week. <clears throat> Thank you. <clears throat> right. <laughs> okay. T. Smith says he will have a mask made of the woman and she will have to wear it during sex. <laughs> and, uh, and asks if she had an orgasm uh, and ask her to have an orgasm in her voice. <laughs> okay. And then Victoria says, I have a mental picture of Nana. Thank you. Thank you. You know when I thought this would just be a funny answer and it went left of left, left of the corner, down the road, to the back street, into the woods, let's at the bottom of the world. Oh, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, says, Nana had a freedom. Auntie Nana, you have shattered my illusions. I have not. <laughs> sure. I haven't even had sex. And says, I just threw up in my mouth at that vision. Thank Auntie you, Farah, naughty auntie. <laughs> Definitely. Auntie Farah needs to be punished for what she did. 
Yes. What she did then is to punish me. Me! You're I the think... one that made the suggestion, you know. I just put it into... <laughs> what did I do, Auntie Farah? What did I do, please? <laughs> what did I do? Uh -oh. I, want, I want dinner and a bottle of champagne, please. Yeah, me too. I want food. I want home cooked food, please. No. Okay. All right. Moving swiftly on to for the culture. Swiftly. So on. Thank you, dear Prudence. You can go to Slate Magazine. It was a, it's funny. We will go revisit these sometimes every so often because they are freaking hilarious. All those problems were ridiculous. Anyway, for the culture, which is where we get into the news and culture of the day. Um, what's been going on the social media streets and in the culture? I'm gonna go up and run down a bunch because we've been here for ages. We have Elon Musk has bought Twitter. We have the platform called No White Saviors, which unfortunately the white woman seems to be white womaning. Um, we have Megan Thee Stallion in an interview with Gail King. She's talked about the alleged shooting um, from Tory Lanes and finally spoken about it uh, in a more uh, in-depth way. Um, colorist Rite of Passage. There was a hashtag Colorist Rite of Passage. There was a Twitter space where a group chat that went basically went wrong, um, talking about black men and toxicity hosted by Kalechi and I think Eloni, um, social media influencers and public figures in the UK. Um, and a more... Was it hosted by them? I don't think it was hosted by well, them. Well, oh, they were it was around it there, sorry. Them. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have Black, we got Black China versus the Kardashians. Um, you know, that's an ongoing uh, issue out here. And I think, oh, Future, our wonderful <laughs> Future, says he wants three more kids once he gets married. Um, guys, what do you want to talk about mm -hmm. first? And uh, let's get through them. Megan. Yeah. Okay, go on then. Megan the Stallion. So whose who's, who story was that? Sorry, I've not even seen. Was that mine? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so Megan the Stallion interview with um, Gail King, which is out on the CBS Morning Show's um, IG page. You can see it. It's like 10 minutes long. And she literally just goes into, which we I, I do remember her live, but this seems to have more detail as to what took place on the day that she got shot. And she gives a few more details in terms of um, Tory Lanes saying sorry to her and offering them a million dollars each if they don't say anything. Uh, she also disclosed that her friend Kelsey that was there actually then texted the security guard and was like, help, Tory Lanes has shot Megan. So there's that evidence that we didn't know. Um, but also what I was seeing was way more people coming for her in the comments than I, I've not seen this change. Like people were like, she's lying. I don't believe her. And it was just like, no, yeah, the support had shifted. So I just wanted to get you guys thoughts on that. And also like, should we blindly support women when they say that something has happened to them? Should we have this rhetoric of we we support them because a woman has said it. I suppose we could throw into the mix the Amber Heard Johnny Depp case that's going on as well yeah. on the back of that. I don't, um, know. I don't think we should blindly support, but I think you kind of have to weigh, everyone has to weigh it up. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, but I do think you should, if you're, if you take a position that you, you should kind of stand by it. Do you know what I mean? Um, and also check why you, you, you've come to that position as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think like, a lot of the anti-Megan comments, that's what I'm going to call them. I think people just hate Megans, personally. But um, I think it's... Um, Interesting. <laughs> because um, because she's 
she's kind of in, in her world, she's kind of unapologetic. Do you know what I mean? She's a tall, curvy, thick um, woman who raps, um, is very powerful. She embraces her sexuality kind of thing and she's doing her thing. And a lot of people don't like that. Do you know what I mean? And I think like she was, um, from what I understand, there were some things that she was allowed to say. There's some things she didn't want to say. Like, I just think it's really sad. I believe her. I think it, this did happen. Um, I think that it's just really sad and unfortunate that not only has, has her, her mum recently passed, this terrible thing happened with someone who she thought was her friend. She tried to, from what she said, she tried to protect him by saying that, you know, it, I didn't get shot it was glass kind of thing to kind of throw off this, you know, the the scent of the police for them to like, you know, cause they love blood. Do you know what I mean? So I think, um, I, I think it's awful that she's tried to do this and he's turned it around into something else, you know? Um, and this is, and this is honestly what happens so much. And it's just like, again, like just like a bit of a theme of a show about black women, just not being protected, not being believed, um, you know, being, uh, attacked on social media and everything like that. And it's just really, really sad, actually. Do you know what I mean? I hope she gets her uh, her day in court. I hope she, well, she is going to get a day in court. I hope, you know, um, she the judgment goes in her favour. Um, but yeah, I just think it's really, really sad that this has happened. Um, yeah, like I, like, I couldn't imagine. My friend shot me. I tried to cover for you and then you come for me wow like that's it's too much it's way too much i feel sorry for the girl to be honest yeah um i was quite surprised that she was able to do this interview just from a legal standpoint i you know i didn't know that i didn't think that she would have been able to talk about it um can i just say quickly apparently if you're the accused you can't if you're the victim you can apparently this is okay. just that's, oh, I, I that verified, but I think the conversation I've had, I've, I've heard someone mm. say that. Because I know sometimes they say, how can someone have a fair trial if it's out there in the public? Um, yeah. But I think it's sad that people are coming for her so much because no one, until this interview, I suppose no one's really heard too much other than that live that she did. And a lot of people, I think, are coming for her without even knowing any of the facts. It's just, we're supporting Tory, we don't believe Megan, how are you still dancing if you got shot in your foot? She didn't say that a bullet was lodged in her foot, firstly. She didn't, you know, say that that's what happened. He shot at her, and I think particles or something went in her foot, and she was injured. That's, you know, from the result of him firing shots. Um, oh, I don't know, it's so difficult, isn't it? She, it, you know, it's a fact as well, in her interview, what I didn't like is when he's telling her, dance, like dance, bitch, or whatever, like, what the fuck? Do you think this is, um, what is it, Harlem Nights? Are you Eddie Murphy and this is Harlem Nights? You're telling her to dance, bitch. Like, get a grip. I agree with you. I really took issue with that. And I, I just, and that kind of, to be honest, made me believe it even more to be honest, like, because who says that? Why are you putting that from? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it just is such a, like a very specific thing. There's a very specific line and it's just, yeah, it's just awful. So, but yeah, continue. No, no, that, that's just basically my my thought. Um, 
you know, at the time I said, let's see what people, let's see what comes out in the wash. Let's hear the evidence because people were very quick to jump one way or another. Like I spoke to some men at the time and they were just adamant that I don't believe Megan. And when I would ask them, why? You don't, what's your reasons for not believing Megan? They didn't actually have any real reasons other than, I don't know, I just don't believe her. But why not? What, because she, like you said, Auntie Shardy, because she's a strong woman, she's come out and she said stuff. Her story doesn't match up. Because she was trying to defend and save and protect her friend who then came for her. And is making songs about her. And even the other day was in violation of his probation. Or not probation, sorry. His, um, what was it? He's in violation anyway. Restraining law. That's it, his bail order. Oh. And the judge had to tell him about himself. Because he's not allowed to chat about her. It's just, uh, I don't know. I don't know why women always have to fight to be believed. And men so quickly get believed. <laughs> It's just, yeah. it's very sad. I, I, I watched it, I believe her. I, 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 you know what it is? And, and I know that it's not enough to say, why would she lie? But why would she lie? And this is, this is my question and for her, why would she lie? I know people lie. I know people go to extreme lengths and I know people can tell lies until the point they believe the lies and know they're lying, but they're still acting on it and act all types of way knowing they're lying. We've seen it time and time again. But in this moment, why is Megan lying? Why would she lie? He's not anyone of, I don't, I, I, why, why would she lie? What benefit does she get? What benefit does she get? Already she's had backlash to go backlash, to sit with Gail King and talk more. She doesn't have to do this. She doesn't, Megan doesn't need the attention. She doesn't need the fame or the notoriety. She doesn't need the numbers. She's doing bits herself off her own back. She doesn't need Gail King's conversation. It's not like R. Kelly that she actually needs a pity party or trying to exonerate herself. She doesn't need Gail King. She's done her talk. So having this conversation now, that's like, why would you waste all this time to be lying? And if you are, then I, I, I can't even say if you are, because I, I believe her. Yeah. And I don't understand why it's so hard to believe that someone like Tory Lanez would do what. And unfortunately, the character matches up in it. So why is it so hard to believe? What is? I, I would love to understand with guys, the guys that say, "Oh, she's lying." What is? What? What don't you like? And this is why we there's so much to talk about men disliking women at their core. You might date women, you might be heterosexual, all that type of stuff. Find women attractive, be able to fuck them, do whatever, do whatever. But at your core, you don't like women. What is that? What is this thing when a woman shows, as you know, we're laughing at that post at the, at the moment ago, but you, the woman's intelligent, the woman's dynamic, the woman's strong, the woman's um, talented, she has success, but in her presence, you've got to dim her light because what, what is it? What have, what have you, what is in that brainwash that you have received as men in, under the patriarchy that makes you think that women are so, to be so disliked if they step anywhere out of the lanes that you desire for them? And even when a woman is, um, docile and succumbs to your ways, you then don't disrespect them even more because like, why are you such a, um, a doormat? You don't even respect them when they're a doormat. You don't respect us. What is it? What are we good for at that point? That's a conversation many have with themselves. So listen to Kevin Samuels. Talk about what is it that you need to hold on to? What does your manhood, why is your manhood so fragile that a successful, talented woman, you have to dim a light to the point where she doesn't do what you want. You want to shoot her. You want to beat her. You want to kill her. You want to rape her. Or you just want to 
um, just treat her like shit so she feels so insecure because she'll leave the house. I don't get it. So anyway, I, I don't know, tangent. Um, on the flip side, in answer to your question, we can't blindly believe women because as in contrast, the Amber Heard situation, similarly, I had literally written Johnny Depp off because I did automatically believe the ma- the, that, oh, it's a no-brainer that a man would be abusive. And I didn't even pay much attention, yes, because white culture is not in my space all the time, so I don't really pay enough attention to it. Um, I used to be a fan of Johnny Depp, and I saw the headlines, of, okay, oh, he's, 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 he's a uh, funny guy, so as in funny as in a not a right guy. So, and Amber Heard said he, she, he's done this. I believed it. And now it's come out that it seems like she's actually lying. That is proof to the, you know, to the, to the conversation about you can't just blindly believe women. But police and people in these things, we have to find a way to investigate these things properly because women's voices are never heard. So then there is an initial reaction to just default belief because we don't get believed. That's the problem. That's why black people rally around black people in a wider scheme because we never believe. That's why women rally around women because we never believe. So then people slip through the cracks. And that's what happens. Society needs to change and maybe we'll do be more fair with the stories that we hear and apply more reasonable thought. To me, I'm more like, what is there to believe with Megan? That they showed the pictures, she was shot. So it's like, that's, that's a given. She's a victim. And all roads lead to Tory Lanes doing it. There's three other people in the car. So it's either going to be Tory Lanes, it was the driver, or it's her best friend. One of them did something to her. So I don't get how people are saying Megan's lying. It's like, you don't lie about being shot. We've seen the pictures. It's all there. Literally, it's like, you can even see the video when it happens. Her her foot is bleeding. You see the blood on the floor. So there's nothing to really, there should be a rally round that she's a victim of being shot by somebody. And that somebody needs to be persecuted for it. And at the moment, it's Tory Lanez. And if he gets off, it's going to be one of the other people because somebody fired a gun from that guy. So, yeah, I was just really disappointed in the amount of people that were coming for her. But it's everything that you said and further on to what we'll discuss later on as well. It's like there is just that real visceral hate that seems to be in a lot of men for black women. And it, and it bothers me so much with two boys how do, how how do we get around this because it's not like it's all men i don't believe that for a second but there's a large voice especially online that seem to think it's okay to just come after women for no reason whatsoever and it's just like yeah this needs to we can't just kind of brush it under the carpet or ignore it or just be like if we if we talk about it it's like you're giving you're shedding light on it or you're part of the problem as well it's like nah there's no ignoring this because it comes to your doorstep eventually if we don't actually really discuss it and try and flesh it out and we have to have solutions for it and we have to talk to these men that have these opinions as well I'm definitely not for leaving them to their spaces I think they need to be outed and and spoken to properly I also don't believe in outing and cancellation because I think then they go into subgroups isolation together but we need to have like real conversations with each other to assess how this can be eradicated because it's, it's a problem and it's not going anywhere let's get the comments like t smith says uh so megan and t had a toxic relationship she tried to make out like she was not confrontational during the interaction 
he was more of the aggressor in the relationship, but I don't think she is all she is all out innocent. I don't know. I don't understand that. <laughs> she got shot. She's a victim. That's Shooting someone is a crime. It's very simple. The thing is, yeah, because the thing is, it doesn't actually matter. Yeah, their, their relationship was toxic, right? But in this incident, what he's up for trial for, he shot her, innit? Allegedly. He shot, she got shot. That's what it's about. It's not about the status of the relationship and who was more toxic and who did what to who. It's this particular incident. You know? I, not, I no, I was just going to say that I think it, it it just speaks to that, that, that some people think inherently if a woman has been hurt in a situation by a man that she must have done something, that there is some responsibility with her, that it's her fault that provoked him, that kind of pushed him to go to those lines. And that is what that's what you, you're seeing in the comments with Megan. They don't believe her. Crocodile tears. She was sleeping with him. Even if she was, he still shot her. Like It doesn't matter. It actually doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if she was being aggressive. He still shot her. Do you he know what I mean? Next level. And, and I think that's another thing, speaking to the fact that she's a taller woman, a heavier set. And she's not even yeah. old, whatever. She's beautiful. Um um, again, all of that doesn't matter. What she looks like, how she's set up. It, she, he wasn't in fear for his life. It, that hasn't been the narrative. It wasn't a domestic abuse. It wasn't a like a fight that they were in where he felt like he had to he had to defend himself. Even if that's a conversation, it might be drastically drawn for a gun. But it was something like that where he felt like he had to defend himself. It wasn't that setup. That wasn't the situation. So him grabbing a gun that means you're out of control. You're wild. You're not well in the head of you. That's your resort in something that doesn't go your way it looks like they were arguing about whether they should leave or stay so me i want to leave a party you want to shoot me because i want to leave a party are you okay so no matter no, what she explained, it, she explained it as he was arguing with the other girl and she didn't want to be in the car anymore so for the fact that she has left the car even if she was being aggressive in the car she's left it now why are you shooting her it's it's like it's it's not matched she didn't batter him and then left and then and then got shot it's like he didn't say megan beat, beat me up that hasn't come out so it's like and even if she did beat him up she didn't shoot him wasn't shot for shot it doesn't really it's like no there's no i don't care she gave him a black eye they're two different things black eye getting shot very this different and i just think that's not afforded any sympathies it's just that people are trying to take sim like people don't empathize with her because of who she is and essentially she's a black woman and people don't em empathize with her because of that but also at the time what they were trying to do they were trying to it's, it's great that you mentioned tori's height because they were like look at him and look at her like mm. it's, the angle of what she's saying is not possible but she said that he was standing in the club like over yeah. the door so yeah. that's possible is it not yeah yeah, they were bringing, um, highlighting pictures of when she got arrested before with, in a previous relationship when she was younger and, you know, it became abusive. It doesn't matter. It's an incident. And this is the thing. At the time. Anyway. People don't care about black women, man. They don't. <laughs> that's what that's what this story has shown me, 100%. Like, they don't give a shit. 
just to update, he's, the, he was clarifying that she was just saying that they have a toxic relationship and she's not condoning what he did. But it's just the juxtaposition of the nature of their relationship versus what he did. It's definitely understand that you're not condoning it. I, I think that, that comes up a lot, like what the woman was doing and what situation what she happened. was in. And yeah. I just think that that is what, what it is. It's just like when you see comments like that over and over and over again, like it reinforces this narrative that she is somehow responsible or in part, do you know what I mean? Like it's somehow her fault that she is not afforded the same sympathies as if she was just simply a blonde, blue-eyed damsel in distress who was just walking down the street and she got shot. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just not, it's not, she's not afforded the same sympathies at all. Like, crocodile tears, imagine. You're on TV, people can't see edits. That one minute she's crying and, and she's about to cry and the next minute she's got a tissue in her hand. What do you think happened in that clip? What do you think happened in that car? Yeah. Like, are you okay? Yeah, like, it was, okay. Seeing them say like, oh, that actually those fake tears. It's just like, it's so, but it's, it's the whole weird, freedom that that the social media that social media gives people to just talk shit like we know when we talk yeah. about megan and the the comments that people make you don't know nobody you don't know what's going on behind you you don't have real sources everyone turns scientists you watch two episodes of csi and now you know that the angle because you watch two <laughs> characters, okay, the angle what angle you're looking for something even if he's ant-man ricochet can happen you know from when he fired the gun the bullet can go anywhere a bullet can go anywhere so oh come on man talk about um, what happened with Kalechi and Alani, which is kind of the same space, no? It is. Let me just see Nicholas one quickly. Um, Nicholas says, have you considered the lies that are being peddled as acceptable? Ruling society is trying to normalize this, but in society's heart and soul, people know it is wrong. And what we are seeing are people taking that frustration out on specific individuals. They cannot get rid of the ruling society, but social media means that we can take that frustration out on lesser individuals. It's a massive, bigger psychological problem. Yeah, there's that low-hanging fruit, easy targets, and you can just chat shit because you have the freedom to do so. But um, do explain about collection Ohlone, that situation. So yeah, so this was, um, so just so happens, <laughs> up late, last week um and um seeing a, a twitter space um that was talking about a another twitter space that had literally what thought it was private that wasn't private so P twitter spaces are new so people that don't know they're new and it's basically like having a a whatsapp group chat kind of thing on twitter um, and I think you can do you can do audio as well kind of thing. So this space in particular was full of black men and they were just venting. Little did they know that it wasn't private, it was public. So everyone could see their um, their posts. And one that I mean there was so many different like very like off key things. It was very toxic, really talk like um like anti-black female, anti-so um, homophobic, transphobic, all of all of all of the phobics. Do you know what I mean? It was is all of that. And um, there was one particular um, post that said, 
um, referring to Alani and um, Kalechi saying that they needed to be exterminated. Now, this is a group of all black men and it really wasn't challenged or anything like this. And um, so there was a, a color, colorist rite of passage Twitter space um, created with black women and some men joined as well kind of thing where they were talking about well, they were talking about it. And I guess my question about this was, why is it that some safe spaces, these safe spaces that these black men say that they so desperately need because they're not allowed to speak anywhere kind of thing. Why is it that they breed so much toxicity? Because I think, as you said, it's the evolution of man. That's the, it's, it's the falsity that man, alpha, being a free man means it's aggression, it's telling women what to do, it's telling, having a woman shut up and not, expo not express her intelligence and just abide by the rules of that men have set down, set down from the days when they were beating us over the heads to say they liked us. This is literally the fake, the fake um, remix, or not even remix, the fake, the fake news. I'm just trying to avoid saying fake news, I really was. But the fake news of it all, that's what defines a man. So they're, they're using these spaces to pretend that they're venting when they were actually just being children in a playpen, throwing your toys out of your pram and out of your playpen. You're not, it's not real. What you're venting on is just stupid frustration. You're literally mad because a woman, what? You want to eliminate somebody because they have freedom to speak, because they challenge you. It's being challenged. They don't want to be challenged. They're too known, as my mum would say. Why don't you want to be challenged on things that you know is not right. I equate it to when black people wanted to have their rights. When we're saying we need these freedoms, we need these rights because we're not dumb. We do have souls. We don't need to be governed by you white folks. It's the same arguments that women have that you, and then when white people are pushing against what we were saying as black people, you men are pushing against it, what we're saying as, as women and in our space, black women. I don't know why it has to be so toxic and so violent and so, but I just think that the brainwash is real and they really believe that alpha male means dominance, aggression, power, and anything that challenges that means they're less of a man. And that's why they need to stop listening to the Kevin Samuels of the worlds and find men that actually are looking at exploring how men adapt and adjust to women who are now coming forth, not just now, but coming forth and being more free with the sensibilities and personalities and intelligence that they have that has been suppressed for so long. That's what men need to understand. And I can, I get it. I get it. Same with white people. You've had so much time ruling and dominating, have your voice the loudest in the room. It comes as a shock when you realize that it's not the loudest in the room anymore and a woman can actually go toe to toe with you. I get it. It's a shock, but you need to explore that and just instead of sitting there in your boxes, scratching your balls, saying this is the way man is. It's not. It's really not. It's toxic because people who believe that women should remain in their places, like Auntie AK said, it's like people who believe that black people are less than because they're black. And they find these places and they say what they want to say and they think that they do it in secret because they know that saying it out loud is no longer acceptable. That's why. And it's not all men, it's just these types of men. They're finding these spaces. So I'm not even surprised it's toxic. I'm really not surprised. But that you know what? You are a dying breed. Keep chatting. You're a dying breed. Your time is done. Like Auntie Nana said a couple of weeks ago, it's done now, isn't it? Like, just deal with it. 
yeah, I, I think it's um I wouldn't say it's the evolution. I think it's actually like a regressive stance. And the evolution would be that we have to get our shit together. And actually what we think is masculinity is not serving us in any way. Like sometimes when you hear men chat, I actually kind of feel sorry. For, a lot of the time, I really feel sorry for them because there's such a, a lack of self-awareness. There's a lack of um, love for themselves. There's just a real lack of connection to their power that they feel that they have to dominate another human being, whether it be male or female, is really sad. And that they group together and, and then power up with each other on being like, we're going to eradicate this woman or let's just tell them so that they like sit back and they're just back in the kitchen is really like, what? why would you need to do that? And especially when they hark back to how my grandmother was and how my grandmother was with my grandfather. And it literally- Oh my gosh. Hey, you guys hear yourselves. Like you literally are describing abuse and you want that to carry on. And it's like, you're so- lost and sad it's really just quite sad listening to them a system has been created that isn't fit for purpose and it's also not serving you guys like watching that clip of um uh chris rock talking about the only the only person that doesn't have um, unconditional love is men and women children and dogs are loved unconditionally watching it yeah, yeah, yeah. And lots of men have this sentiment. Lots of men have this sentiment. And it's you've created a society where you guys go out to war and you're the ones that are put in the space of protector. Like you should give your life up for women and children. Who you created that? That part. So instead of actually being like, we need to change how society works because. I, as a man, I may not be the one that is going to defend every, like there may be a woman that's stronger than me and I should be able to still be a man, still have my masculine and femininity and energies running in me and still be okay with it. But while you have other people being on this, an alpha and a beta shit, chatting nonsense, there's other people that are flipping wanting to kill themselves. So I feel sorry for their plight, but the woman is not the problem. It's like you have to get in touch with yourself to be like, who who am I? It's got nothing to do with this chick. It's who yeah. am I? Why can't I find a woman? Why do I keep on getting duped? Why is everybody taking advantage of me? Because you're just women in low vibrational pools. And so that's the woman that you're getting. You don't know who you are. She spotted you're a mark. And then that's the woman that you're attracting. Instead of looking at yourself, you want to go outwards. This is definitely what I wanted to have a conversation with Kojo about but I understand it's very loaded to be self-reflective when you want to just chat about men just need to talk like we're, we're, we're so repressed we don't talk so we have to spew this maybe you guys do and hopefully there'll be an elevation in that but I would really hope that you would like sit down and, and assess what Kevin Samuel was telling you and be like this guy is taking us for idiots like properly taking the piss out of us treating us like we're like lab rats or monkeys like, like we don't have emotions we don't know where our heads at and all we are looking at is like what we can get from women it's like you, they're, they're much more than that and it's very sad 
going through what I could find on that Twitter thread, I was just like, these men are super sad. They're super insecure. And when they see a strong black woman, they it's literally like our worlds are falling apart. Like they're crumbling. It's, it's tragic to watch it happening. I wish it wasn't so prevalent in our community. I wish we could be more together and we could be watching somebody else going through this and not have to feel the brunt of it, especially especially as dark-skinned women, because I think they come for us in droves and it's it's so hurtful, just the way they literally like cling on to ugly, dark, fat, the, 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 all of these terms, they just spew it so vehemently. It's like, this is really, really hurtful. And I see them as my brothers, so it hurts as well. It's like, I want better for them. Um. Yeah, all of that. I think um, a couple of things. Personally, I don't think that they fill that role of protect and serve. They don't do that anymore. They, they haven't done that for a minute <laughs> at all. And they're mad. <laughs> that's why. Because I think that's, that, that's, that's the freaking problem is because it's almost like they had roles before and now they don't have those roles. So they're just like, what is my purpose? So they're instead of dealing with themselves, they're taking it out on other people, which just ha happen to be women. And I, I think that even as well, like I think they see it as a badge of honor to treat women anyhow. Do you know what I mean? Like it just, it, and they kind of one up, what they do in these spaces is always like they're trying to one up each other do you know what i mean like mm. who can say the worst comment who can get the yeah. best um laugh or the best reaction and stuff and try just like cheap kind of shots and stuff and everything like that so it breeds that kind of really toxic kind of culture and i think as well it's just like it's so interesting to me because what they accuse women of doing of like you know chatting with their friends and making uh, opinions because of what they their friends say is exactly <laughs> what they're doing like it's just insane to me that they cannot see this that they're actually just doing it themselves projecting. Like, exactly they're 100 percent projecting um the guy that started that um that horrible horrible group um his twitter handle is deets by dre he is um which is very interesting by the way but he himself is not apologetic at all he does not give a flying ball in his opinion he said worse he doesn't he doesn't see the severity of what he's saying what he stands for who's influencing um at all and it's just it's just like horrible um that people like this are not that they, they just don't take accountability for what what they're doing and it's so it's so hurtful and harmful um to to black women it's just unreal but what i do find i'm i think like i think as i'm kind of like looking at this more and more and more my disdain is more growing for the people that are silent that's the pe that those yeah. are the they're the worst to me actually because this whole you know, I, I don't want to say anything publicly because I might get boxes in my face or whatever. It's just like, come on, bro. How likely, like, I mean, it can happen, but everyone's in Twitter world, so it's not really going to happen. Um, do you know what I mean? These guys all got Twitter fingers anyway. Do you know what I mean? If you see them on road, are they really going to be stepping like that? I'm pretty sure if certain men in that group saw certain girls on rows, they would not have that chat. They just wouldn't. They would have to humble themselves, you know? So 
I don't know. I just think it's, I think it's, um, I, I just, I, I, I just, I'm just tired. I think like seeing that and seeing people that, you know, who are in, you know, our industry being attacked like that, like unprovoked by, by our essentially, as you said, auntie, Nana, like people are supposed to be our brothers. Nice. It's, it's 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 a lot, man. It's a lot. Um, yeah, it actually hurt me. It really did. Uh, I, I I didn't like it at all. Uh, I think this nicely leads into Auntie Fari, your cultural story about future, because it is like men's value on creating children. So cult- uh, culture future was interviewed the other day, <laughs> <laughs> and during the course of the interview. The interviewer asked him if he would have more children, at which point he said, yeah, you know, if he gets married and his wife wants more children, he would have at least three more because he hasn't had three children with one woman before. I don't even know what to say to that. (laughs) Because, and this this is normally like... He said it how I just said it. But this is why, children with one woman before. But this is why we, we need to talk about the, the. They need to really have a conversation. Like, why do? You, why is your power in the amount of children that you can create? That's literally what it is. You're proud to say, you know what? And it's that whole again. Um, my wife placing value on the woman that I choose, mm-hmm. that I marry. Yeah, that's the one. You are the one, and you are gonna win by having my three children. And unfortunately, as we say Kevin Samuels is taking these men for idiot, the woman that marries future, no disrespect, sis, but he's taking you for an idiot because he's actually validating you by saying, you can marry me and you, I'm going to allow you to have my three. Three, because all the other women, they didn't mean shit to me because they only had one or two or whatever happens, my seed happened to do at the time. But because I've married you, I'm, I'm going to let you have my three children because you know what? You're the one. It's a fucking disrespect, actually. It's a disrespect. Um, and it is that. Why do you think that having... And, I, and that, okay, so be on a serious note, if he meets the woman that really he really does love and he really respects, and I'm not saying you can't have children future. Go ahead. To be fair, if you really have changed your minds, but have you changed your mindset? Are you going to be a new reformed man? Is this woman going to get future 100 percent, or is he she's going to get future who spends money gives her children buys her a house buys her clothes and bugattis and birkins but yet still has women on the side and possibly a couple more children outside the marriage what kind of man are we are you going to get sis what kind of woman are you going to present yourself to future that has the freaking celebratory win of having your three children gosh she's so lucky the thing for me is that um he can have children. I mean, Nick Cannon looks after his multiples of children, right? He's got a... I think Nick Cannon's taken the lead over future. However, he looks after his multitude of children. Future, apparently, allegedly, does not. No. So you can't be going around busting nuts all the time, making children hear their willy-nilly and you don't look after them. That's my thing. You can't. It's not fair. It's not fair on the kids. It's not. It's just not. No, no. Here we go. 
sorry. I, it just popped in my head. I don't even want No, I'm going to say it. All right. I remember listening to um, Tommy Satamore. You know that dude? Satamoyo. Satamoyo. Yeah. I remember him. He's an absolute idiot. But he said a point and it just popped in my head. I want to get you guys' thoughts on it. He was like, all right, so more women have children than men. And I was like, huh? How does this work? All right. So it just popped into my head. It's like, it's the one future, yeah? And there are seven households that he has created that do not have a man in that household. Is it future or is it the women? Is is there it's a portion of the blame to the to the because yes. there's more of them than there are him? Yes. So when you was the third baby mother, you knew that he had two before you, but you became the third. It's both. But the seventh one now. We Do know. What? Who yes. At yes. this moment. So if he gets married and that woman has three more, that's ten children for one man with eight women. Who's being the fool? It just, it said just that. popped into my head. But I am like, can I we think for, keep on blaming future or is there something? No, we do have to we do have to um acknowledge the women because I think in all this the thread of this conversation, that this is threading together so beautifully. And as Auntie Shade said in whatever conversation we were saying earlier in the news section, there are women to blame in all of this toxicity happens we have women that co-sign the alpha males and say i want a real man and my real man and all that type of stuff endorsing that narrative and yes definitely any woman that lays down with future and then you want to complain after i'm not saying that you can't but you can't do you know what i mean there's a pattern of behavior that he's shown you there is an element of taking responsibility and i guess we explore that it's like you know we find it sensitive to talk about bad mums we find it sensitive to talk about you know, because we're in such a deficit when it comes to women being believed and being supported, it's hard to talk about honestly the shit that we do as women and the we fact that need we need to do. remember that there is no future with future. That's what <laughs> <we need to. laughs> right. His name is pure irony, isn't it? It's too much. Well, maybe too much. maybe he's living to see that, like his future will always continue because you'll have so many children, so... Nature, yeah. And then people want to question Russell and Sierra's relationship. You know what I mean? And this is the thing. Imagine. It blows my mind. It blows my mind. that It hates my heart, really. Seven households. Thank God Sierra has her husband there, so that's... We can say six households, though, where... And then that last one, he hasn't seen his daughter in three years. And then he missed her birthday. Like, just he's so. He didn't even her. wish her a happy birthday. Yeah. And, and he didn't meet her. He was supposed to meet her. And he didn't meet her and he didn't wish her a happy birthday. But it's, but then you have the audacity to be in an interview and be talking about having more children. Like, oh, um, I'm at a loss. But I do believe that a woman will be his wife. Like, I think he'll, somebody of else course. will be with him. Yeah. And it is like, okay, when. Yeah, somebody, come on, he had Laurie Harvey when he had seven children. Right, so... Anyone can get caught up. I do, I do think it, it's possible. You can get caught up, up. Yeah. I think, like, at the point that you have your enlightenment, then, do you know what I mean? You, you can never go back. But no one's above getting caught up. We spoke so, about Summer Walker, didn't we? And how yeah. now she gets it where she wasn't getting it. The thing for me is that when you come along and your number 
whatever the hell it is, just don't chat about the other baby mothers because you don't know. Yeah, don't do that. Threading the thread of the needle that we're needling, Black China versus the Kardashians. She's Mm. a black woman who, I mean, I don't even know the stories. I'm trying to thread it. Could someone pick up the thread for me, please? (laughs) Do you want to do the song? Well, she's up in Black China. (laughs) But she's up, she's in court at the moment. She's taking the Kardashians to court because she says that they cancelled her number one TV show. Um... Rob and China, which yeah. was out like Rob and China, yeah. <laughs> which was out ages ago because they've been not together. It seems like the entire life of their baby. Um, but yeah, so she's taking them to court and shit's being exposed and people have got issues with Black China because obviously she was with Tiger first and people are like, the whole Rob thing was a way to get back at Tiger and Kylie and the Kardashians. And I just don't even know what's really going on. I, I did see her mum out the other day <laughs> doing the most on social media, being told that she can't go back into the courtroom. Her mum's a lot. I don't but know too much about the rest of it. Her mum was saying that she didn't actually do anything in court. She wasn't talking, but the Kardashian said that she was being disruptive and they no longer wanted her to be a spectator in court. So that's why she got removed. So far, to give you a gist on the the latest that's happened in court in the last two days, um, Kylie is now on the stand. And Kylie has come forward and said that um, China at one point sent her threatening messages that she didn't take too seriously, but she has threatened her, that Ty Gus showed her a six-inch scar that was a knife wound by China and that she told Rob about all of this and Rob said he didn't care he loves this girl and so she went ahead and let them live in one of her properties rent free because it's her brother and she wouldn't charge her brother they have been found to be lying so far they're saying that they didn't get her show cancelled and they were backed by E, but once they went through all of the emails, it became very clear from the E executives that they said this show cannot continue because the family are not backing it. And they said it's untenable for us to keep on going because the family are now saying that they won't carry on doing Keeping Up With The Kardashians if we keep Rob and China on. So that contradicts what the Kardashians are saying. They said that no, E, were like, we're going to cancel them because your relationship is toxic. But it seems to be going in the direction of Chris and the sisters got together and cancelled the show. I want China to win. I I, I just want I just want China to get money. I want her to win, but I get it. But I get it. Because like, imagine that's your brother and your brother's with this woman, yeah? And the woman has like, she's holding on him to get back. Like, you, I feel like I would do everything in my power to help my brother, but it is a liberty what they did, and she, you know, let her get a little change from it, isn't it? But I'm I'm gonna, gonna pay her. She doesn't have to pick me most of the week, but. Oh, well, actually, that was clarified. I was saying the other day, it's a week on, week off. So imagine. Oh. Imagine. But anyway, out of order. But like, I think um, I want China to win because I think it. I think what happened to her 
you know, just was just bloody disrespectful. Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. I think it's it's a horrible thing to be put in a situation where you know you think you're with someone and actually your 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 friend is allowing her sister to be with your boyfriends like that is weird and off do you know what i mean and then you're now with the brother and they 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 really have iced you know they really iced her out do you know what i mean and they really didn't do anything to support the relationship so if you look at how they treated China compared to how they treated um, Courtney's um, partner. What's his name again? Not Simon. Scott. 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 Yeah, do you know what I mean? Scott done the most, but they were always so loving, caring, welcoming back all the time when he was a complete repeat offender over consistently over years. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, why is China not afforded the same sort of... I totally agree with you. Like, I I think it's a double standard. I think that, you know, I definitely believe it when they say that um, Kris Jenner calls her ghetto. And it's just like how, as much as I love Kris Jenner and her business acronym, but how can you call anyone, (laughs) anyone ghetto? Look at your family. Look at your family. They're the more ghetto of the ghetto with. And they're not even poor. You're like they have ghetto behavior and it's fucking out of order. From when Kim Kardashian is stealing from Brandy, are you fucking mad? Your family is ghetto. Okay? I totally agree with you. But my only thing is this like, China, just about the Scott thing. I think what happened with Scott is because Scott and Courtney, there was no muddy water beforehand. So China came into the relationship with Rob and they immediately had formed their opinions. And it wasn't so much about her being her as opposed to all the shit that had gone on because of fucking Tiger and Kylie. That nonsense. Yeah. But then also, but then look at Rob's behaviour as well. I know he's their brother, but he's not an innocent guy. Do you know what I mean? No, I yeah. into Aura, the other girl that he was in, like slut shaming them, like yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Like, he's a toxic guy also. So if yeah. they wouldn't be toxic together, they should have just left left. Um, um, putting you know posting I mean? pictures and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. It's freaking out of order. So yes, I hope that China takes them. As I said, she is Game of Thrones. She's on the throne. She is the one true Kardashian, which is dream. <laughs> she has the one true Kardashian, man. No one can't tell her shit <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Her mum is mad though. I feel sorry for her. And also that's what I'm saying. Like when you, uh, unfortunately, when you look at her mum, then you can see it's not, she didn't get a good ch- chance in life. Do you know what I mean? She had to do what she done in oh, order to survive. Do you know what I mean? So I don't blame her. I really don't. I hope she gets every, I hope she gets every fucking penny. Like she laughs in their face. I hope that when, when they, when she sees them, they have to even turn their heads. Like, go away, <laughs> man. Seriously. And I like the Kardashians, but still, I still want China to win. <laughs> Threading the needle into white women blocking the progress of black women um this i really wanted to talk about this because i actually really enjoyed no white saviors i don't know if you guys know about it what Um, i didn't know about this though right so i know this is nana's story um i just wanted to thread the needle do you want to take it okay so yeah no white saviors i think really came into provenance um for me during like george floyd's yes so 2020 and yeah, they just highlighted so many different inconsistencies, ra- racial injustices from around the world. Um, and I loved the page. 
like really thought this was being run by black women because it had that black woman touch on it um that the sarcasm the spark it was really it was just black it was black twitter but on instagram and it turns out that it was run by a black woman and a white woman and the white woman has now taken out the black woman has the black woman no longer has access to the ig account has no longer has access to the bank accounts and it seems like the black the white woman was taking money from their paypal account and funding an affair or her lifestyle in america and literally hearing this story you can go on to um you go and read it you read the statement all right, cool. So this is the woman who co-founded it is Olivia Alasso. She says, I'll try and paraphrase and get through it quickly. I'm a co-founder and have been a director of at No White Saviors for close to four years. It's a platform I've worked for hard for and ensure that as black people, we have resources and a safe space to share experiences, learn and dismantle oppression thrown at us by various systems in this heinously unequal world. Last year, around October, I was receiving the NW- No White Saviors Bank, NWS bank statements when I noticed that funds had been transferred from the organization's PayPal account to an unknown bank account in America. This foreign account was unknown to me and our company accountant. She says statements are available. I raised these suspicious monetary transfers with my co-founder, Kelsey Nielsen, Kelsey, um, with who controls and manages the login details of our online payment banking platforms. At first, she tried to feign ignorance, but upon insistence, she admitted that she made the transfers. Her excuse was the funds were meant to clear a loan she acquired when the organization was just starting out. She had never mentioned this to me in prior. I was very disappointed and after much in-house discussion, we agreed that going forward, all organizations' finances must be streamlined. Unfortunately, all efforts to do this have been consistently frustrated. After that encounter, I noticed a deliberate effort by Kelsey to undermine and frustrate my presence on the team. She would scream at me in the presence of our team. She got away with making unilateral decisions by throwing temper tantrums, temper tantrums, undermining me and frustrating my ability to act in my capacity as director of NWS. She employed manipulative means of bribing, offering favors to team members to get their loyalty, and then insinuating to everybody that no black woman can do the work that she does or has the same skills as hers. The harassment continued inside and outside the workspace. Nine months ago, I had a baby. I was trying to find a return to full working, you know, life and motherhood balance. During this time, Kelsey had been very insensitive. Work-related harassment was known, um, uh, but she and she gave personal attacks on her husband and newborn baby. She also implied that I was lazy to get any work done. She insulted me in, me in more ways than can than I can count. And um, and she said she avoided confrontation to to protect her mental health. And at the start of this week, whenever this was posted four days ago. In a characteristic fit of anger, Kelsey sent me many threatening messages informing me that she called a board meeting to relieve me of my duties and remove me from my position. She has made attempts to criminalize, demoralize, and demonize me. No accountability. And um, Kelsey just logged out of the organization's Instagram, recruiting people to thwart and create narratives against me. She's sly and wielding power in a space that's supposed to be about black women, black people challenging. Um, white supremacy. So I will no longer be silent. This ends here. Olivia Lasso, co-founder of Kusimama Africa, director of Sankara Pan-African Library, <laughs> campaign, campaign director, No White Saviors. I just had to give her a full title. Okay, cool. She's, well, apparently Kelsey has been um, stepped down now. So she's got the account back and that's just happened like an hour ago. Oh, wicked. There you go. Wrapped up. <laughs> that is <laughs> uh, That, that, 
it just led me to because as I was like reading through people's comments on it and um, definitely found this story through Kalechi's um, her podcast because I wasn't aware that this was taking place but Kalechi spoke about it on her podcast that was released on Monday um, All My Sons it's a very good podcast everybody needs to listen to that one it's flipping amazing she goes in but when she was talking about this and she was like um she just raised that question like you know is there ever a space for a white person involved in a black organization and if they are in the space can they be a co-founder or should they be far in the background and i was like time and time again we keep on seeming to find these things taking place and it's that kind of colonialist mentality like this is because of me and that privilege and power seems to go to their head in some way so yeah I was a bit like I don't know if they even should be a part of the organization in any way just what your thoughts are on that I, I think it's um I would I would be more comfortable if it was completely run and funded by black people because of the subject matter. That's just what it is. Like I, I would I would feel more comfortable just because I would think not not that this is an absolute there will probably be less bias, um, do you know what I mean? And less influence to kind of I don't know, like pander um in some ways. Um, and then also as well, just like, I just think that there are enough white spaces, like, do you know what I mean? There are enough roles. There's not the same barrier to entry for black people, um, you know, kind of thing. So why take a space that should, that could be filled by a black person quite naturally? Why take that space? Like, I feel like you should step back, like you might be passionate about things but you can do other stuff like you can what you can do is convince your white audience of what they should be doing rather than do, do you know what i mean like you you could that 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 is a line of education you know what you can do actually very practically you can challenge this rhetoric against critical race theory that's what yes. white people can do right now in a very practical way that's what they can do like they don't need to be you, you just don't need to be in taking up space here like you don't need to do that it's very it always seems to me that it just it like it's very ego driven and it's unnecessary it's just really unnecessary there are there are so many other things that you can do talk to your own people you need to educate your own people that's what I'm saying. this is Rachel whatever her name is yeah this yeah. is that woman from Brighton or Bristol who set up that flipping lecturer. It's that lecturer that pretended she was black. Yeah. 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 It's all of the above. Just, I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's very difficult. I, I guess Olivia thought at the time this was, this isn't, that's why I hate the word ally. It just creates such a plaster um, and it's ego. It, I'm an ally. I don't like that word. Um, Olivia must have thought at that point, like I can form this woman's on it with me. She gets it, and she, maybe she thought she might be able to get her through certain spaces, and maybe have you know some people, some black people really believe that if you're a white person in alongside or in the forefront of your organization, you get through doors quicker and you get access to money quicker because 
of the narrative that white people will get you further and black people can't get through certain spaces. So I feel sorry for living in the fact that your friend, that thing where you had a friend or someone that you trusted has just turned on you and in such a very typical, typical Karen way, so typical, tantrums, lashing out and crying and all, it's just such textbook behavior to bring a black woman down. Just, and the fact that she stepped down immediately, go, go, go away. And it is that, yeah. You're stealing, right? You're stealing from the company, bro. You're stealing from the black company. You're a criminal. That's what you are. And and also, like, this symbolic illness. You're stealing from black people. Didn't your ancestors fucking do that? (laughs) And you're doing, and you're working with a platform that's exposing this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. What is wrong with people? The okay. level of disappointment, it really is that, isn't it? It's, it oh, my word. I'm so glad but, it yeah. was resolved within an hour. Like, in this short space of time, all over, done. Thank you. Keep it moving, Olivia. We support you. And then the final thing, we must, it's 11, she's. Um, just because we're talking about Elon Musk and their third, on No White Saviors, literally their third post um, behind this one, I think it is, um, the latest one, is... Um, Elon Musk personally owes Africa 40 billion USD in reparations before he should ever think about trying to buy out Twitter. Just to further censor, just to further censor the truth about how violent he is and his demon ancestors have had to be to acquire the kind of wealth they have. The reparations colonizers like Musk owe Africa can never be repaid in full. No USD amount would suffice as justice for the apartheid South Africans. South Africa Musk's father was a profiter of. White men are not self-made billionaires. They are self-made crooks of the highest order. Okay, so this is No White Saviour's post in response to the news at the time, I guess, before he had bought it, that Elon Musk was buying Twitter. Now he's bought it, saying that he's going to be the beacon of free speech. How do we feel? We can wrap this up in five minutes. How do you feel about Elon Musk taking hold of Twitter and the fact that his wealth, his billions, is on the back of did he say recently that he could end world poverty? That's yes, what he, he should have invested in. You're investing yes, in Twitter. Yes, he you did. got money already. He Fuck did that. Speech. End world poverty. I'm not. I'm not defending Elon Musk in any way. Do not know him. Would love to know you. you. Can send me a billion my way, and I'll be your best friend. But literally, he did say to um, the IMF, the world, well, he he does, he the world. He said, "Give me the plan, and I will fund it." He's still waiting. No, but they did respond. Yeah, I have to wait. <laughs> they did respond and they said, they explained why it would be difficult to be able to like eradicate it in the way that he's saying it in such a simplistic way. So he's just chosen how, not how to ignore. But how should it be hard? If he's like, I'll fund it, should there not be a running plan to end world hunt? Like literally Absolutely. there should be a plan. Yeah, I agree. So if somebody's like, send me the plan and I'm going to fund it and you don't send the funds, you don't send the, the the plan, that means that you don't want to end it. But also, shouldn't someone who is, uh, you know, such a, a business might, such a strong businessman, shouldn't he be able to come up with his own plan and execute it? Uh, you know, Elon, he's, he's come up with this plan to fucking buy Twitter. He's come up with a plan to go to space and go back home, as the Netflix fucking documentary says, back to space. Come up with a plan to end world hunger. Why you gotta wait? Who are you waiting for? You should be able to do this on your own, bruv. Isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. I know. Um, you know what I just got to Twitter. 
they all own everything, isn't it? As uh, if it weren't yeah. going to be him, who is it going to be? Like Mark Zuckerberg, like yeah. or Jeff Bezos. It's, it's going to be one of the billionaires. So, yeah, but I feel like Elon is like one of the worst, right? Like, do you know what I mean? Uh, he's I just, better than him. Uh, well, at least like I just think he's like he's it's like a a very thin attempt to kind of like promote free speech. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I just like no, you're not, you're not, you're gonna let the racist out of the bag. Like, you're gonna let them run fucking rampant. That's what that you that's part of your ideology do you know what i mean like so i i just can't i at least the others are not so necessary imagine if he buys it and shuts it down hmm? I mean, it's be great. Great. maybe imagine if he just buys it and then shuts it down just i mean like, i don't really use twitter anyway i don't either but i'm just like imagine if that was his plan i don't think that's his plan because he's talking about he wants to privatize it and I just think he will use it for evil. He's not going to use it for good. He's going to try and like understand like sentiment in parts of the world, and he'll try and manipulate it. Like you know what I mean, and manipulate people. Like I just think he's evil. You know that we said that he's an alien, allegedly. You know that we said that he's an alien, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you know this whole back to space thing is because he's chatting to his people. What if his people have worked out the best way? For you to reach everyone and control everybody is via Twitter. It's probably That's what maybe. I That's think what you it. Honestly, send a message, high pitched tone to everyone. Listen, That's when I, told you, when I told you, you got laugh when it's as if the internet gets shut down. Not <laughs> 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 getting shut down. It's staying. It's I'm saying, as in when the internet could easily be manipulated and shut down. Oh. If they want I to stop think... us communicating, they would lock off the internet easily. He's gonna bring back Trump as well. I bet you Absolutely. hundred percent put money. His money. first move is to give Trump his Twitter login yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Trump he's saying. He doesn't want it. Huh? Trump said he doesn't want it. He said he's not going talking wet. What does he forward with his plans for his own social? Whatever that thing flopped, it's gone like yeah. his Trump powers. Can I just say that the director, like, just in response to the plan, I didn't, I didn't know that there's been a response. Elon Musk um, asked for a plan. David Beasley, the UN Food Program Director last year said, and he's a former Republican governor of South Carolina, tweeted a link to a thousand word executive summary mapping out how the UN would deploy 6.6 billion worth of meals and vouchers to feed more than 40 million people across 43 countries that are on the brink of famine, thereby averting what the WPF, WFP is calling a looming catastrophe. In the document Beasley posted, he said they're dedicating 3.5 billion to buy and deliver food directly, 2 billion for cash and food vouchers, including transaction fees, um, spending another 700 million to manage new food programs, another 400 million will be used for operations management, administration, accountability, and supply chain coordination. That's a bullshit plan. That's a food vouchers. That's your- How much was it? Did he say 6 billion? 6.6 billion. Is he okay? But we wasted eight billion on PPE in this country yeah. alone. It was waste. <laughs> we wasted eight billion on PPE that never went anywhere. It was a waste. That's a dumb. So, they're, they're all in it together. Elon knows the challenge because Elon is behind the curtain. He knows what it will take to solve it. So he's just playing games. So it's not real. That that ask was just calling my bluff. They're, they're playing, playing charades. They're playing the charades. It's just right. pretending I'm coming at you. Oh no, we're gonna do it. It's bullshit. All right, let's get the, there's a few comments going back to everything we spoke about. Let's pick and choose and let's <laughs> move on and go to bed. 
<laughs> okay, all right. Um, I'm just doing like the last few. Um, so Ronald says it's interest. It's interesting the type of animosity that is directed at Black Megan's stallion is never directed at white adjacent Kardashians. Um, Mr. Tang says I feel duped by NWS, like no white saviors. Unfollowed their backside. And wait, I just checked the page. It looks like Scammer Kelsey may have stood down. So Olivia has the page back. Refollows. And um, mm-hmm. Candice says, Elon is like a Batman baddie. <laughs> Basically. All right, all right, guys. Quickly, quickly, quickly. What's made you sad, mad and glad this week? Um, I think it's me first. Is it me first? Can't yes, see. it is. Yep. Yeah. So first of all, I well, I'm happy now. No white savior, saviors debacle was very disappointing, but now I'm happy. Um, I was mad. Okay, I'll try and make this short. I'm binge watching Peaky Binders finally. I finally got over the hump where I didn't like it. Now I like it. It's, it's still not like amazing, but it's great. It also. No, um, not serious spoilers. I will not do any spoilers. However, the pet peeve is when they bend characters' common sense to fit the plot, and it's usually the women. Basically, the women get mad at the men for being who they are, even though they're set up, they, they know they're set up. It's a crime family they get married into or born into. It's annoying because the women sometimes have unnecessary arguments like, why are you doing this when you literally know the intricacies of being part of a crime family? They can't just walk away. You know that. So it's just annoying that for the plot, and it's usually at the voice of women, can you stop doing it? Please leave the crime family. Stop doing crime. And it's irrational women, and it's just ah. Oh, I know annoying. which one you're talking about as well. Because there's a few, and a few of them do it in different stages, even down to the sister who's part of it. And I get there's nothing when we're saying I don't like being part. Okay, we can't discuss it. It's too long. Yeah. But anyway, please. And also, I'm freezing. I'm freezing. I'm freezing. It's cold. I'm freezing. Um, and I'm very glad my daughter's birthday was lovely and sweet. And also, my toilet is fixed. Thank you, Council, for for once. Oh. Did they far. come on the right day as well? They actually came on the right day. The mother actually no. I think from the show, when I said it, they were supposed to come earlier and then they didn't and they came, but they did come on the day that they rescheduled for. So okay. all is well. No more buckets for now. Auntie Farah, what's made you sad, mad and glad? <laughs> no more buckets for now. Mm-hmm. Um, I am sad. Uh, the other day it marked the one year anniversary of the death of, I'm going to butcher his name, but I'm going to attempt to say it. Fola Jimmy Olubondmi Adewale. He's the um, young boy who jumps into the Thames and he died trying to save a woman um, and it was a year anniversary. Um, and I'm sad because his music was played on national radio and it's just a shame because it happened after his death and he had a dream to be a rapper. So that made me quite sad and emotional when I heard his friends on the radio talking about, you know, fulfilling the dream that he had for him. Um, I'm mad at the Daily Mail because they completely made up and a story, and it was filled with misogyny, and it was about Angela Rayner, who's the shadow shadow chancellor for Labour, and um, it was basically prejudice based on sex and socio, based on sexist and socio-economic status um, lies about it. Basically, they were saying that she is trying to distract Boris by crossing and uncrossing her legs like uh, the woman in Basic Instinct, and it was just a whole load of bollocks, and it was founded on lies, and they went to print, and it was just disgusting. And all the politicians have come out defending her, and, you know, the IPO are investigating it. But, yeah, it's just fucking bollocks. And I'm now mad because I've just seen a story where Boris now wants to privatise the passport office. 
<laughs> yeah, more privatization from Boris. And I'm glad because after four months of ordering my daughter's bed, it's finally arrived and she is back in her own room. Auntie Nana, what's made you sad, my glad? Okay. Um, I'm sad because I had totally written off Johnny Depp um, for years when the abuse allegations were first um, brought to light from his ex-wife, Amber Heard. And watching the trial, I've been like watching bits and pieces of it. I was like, I actually feel really sorry for him for his uh, everything all of his demons his drug abuse his alcoholism but also the abuse that he suffered at the hands of her as well i thought yeah i just i really feel for him um watching brenda edwards clip on loose women as well yeah. like the interview where she was just talking about jamal's last moments yeah i was just in tears watching that that totally like crushed me but at the same time i was kind of happy for her on an earth plane that she was able to hold his hand in his last moments as well. Um, I was mad listening to Claudette Montague when she was talking about the lack of support and um, just the shitty apologies that she got from the Met Police in regards to her missing child as well, that like I was in a rage listening to that. And I am glad that I had my 10 year marriage anniversary last week Thursday and um yeah it was lovely we was just we had we had a nice day we ate a lot and my belly is so buff from all of the food that we ate it's still still there but it was it was really nice just spending time like recollecting on what we've done in the last 10 years and yeah it's nice to have a best friend that's your husband it was a good day oh that's so sweet Auntie <laughs> Sade what's made you sad man and glad um, I'm struggling. I'm sad that um, at, I was up at from five a.m. today, and it's now eleven, nearly eleven thirty p.m. <laughs> so I'm sad that that is my life right now. It hasn't been for a little while, and yeah, long days, early mornings, and a really big early morning fan. Um. How can I say this? I'm mad at um, someone that annoyed me. I kind of don't want to give it away, but I'm generally mad because their whole spirit and being just, we just don't gel at all, that kind of thing. And just rubs me, like rubs me up the wrong way. And so annoying that this person their name, they're kind of like, their name is my brother's pet name for me. So it annoys me so much. <laughs> so much. That could have been the dilemma. We could have helped you with this. I think. I don't know. It just annoys me so much. Um, so, yeah, I just like, ugh, it's really, I'm really annoyed. So I need to, I need to zen that one out. And then I'm glad that, as I said, I've got like pretty good people around me, work around me at the moment, just like, you know, my team or my side, not really my team, because they're my, we're partners, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm not managing anyone. Um, so yeah, I'm glad about that. Also, I binge watched um, Selling Sunset, friggin' love it. I love the new character, um, Chelsea. She's friggin' amazing. Um, yeah, 
it Carlisle made, watched it too. Did you? Uh, nieces. <laughs> My nieces had me watching that on the weekend. Yeah. And I was so confused by a lot of what was going on. And then this morning in the car, my daughter just was started laughing and then she said, I've, I actually, I don't like blah, blah, blah. Oh, really? the characters. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, you know that thing that Amira made me watch? I was like, that's not for you. <laughs> it was like the one that everybody doesn't, I can't remember her name now, the one that everybody doesn't like. Christine. Yeah. That's the name that she said. Yeah. Yes. No, I've, I, I, <laughs> I love a villain, man. I love villains. No, huh? Oh, she's the best girl in it. It's she like, is. you want a villain. It's like, she is, she is. She, she is. just starts up with the drama and then she just blatantly lies. Yeah. <laughs> she's the blonde one that it's was right. saying, here, Christine. I didn't she, say it. <laughs> she's the blonde one that was saying, um, I mean, there's a lot of blonde ones. <laughs> Yeah, she okay. So in an episode that I saw, yeah, she went to lunch like a little cake kind of lunch place. Yes, yeah, yes. Like her. And, yes. The, and the girl was like, "I heard that you said this," and she's like, yes. "I didn't say it like that." Yes, <laughs> but, but to be fair, to be fair, with that particular woman, she she said it herself. So that wasn't fair on Christine. It actually wasn't because she told Christine. I I I, I want to fit in with these people. She did. She can't take his face. I mean, I'm not surprised. This no, is like honestly, no, but you've got to watch it. It's, it's, She's not going to watch it. Watchable. It's it's shit though, but it's watchable. It's watchable shit. <laughs> I freaking love it, man. It's like, like lovely yeah. houses. You know, they're they're kooky outfits. Like I freaking yeah, love Chelsea. Chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah Chelsea. Wild one for her, like. Oh, I Chelsea. like her. No, I like Chelsea. No, it's like my the only reason I know about the new, really the new <laughs> black girl in it, right? The new black girl. Yeah, in yeah, it. Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I know because we put it out on a blacklist. <laughs> what to watch this week? That's the only <laughs> thing. To sell a house, she had like a cape on. Yeah, <laughs> like. But it was, it was, it was couture and caviar. But she looks nice. Auntie Nana, can we get the final comment from Candice? Because she's added the mad. I can't. I cannot. No, convert you one day. (laughs) Candice says, um, mad that the Daily Fell ran ran that story. Glad that there is outrage over it and sad it's only now that they are outraged at the misogyny for a yet a woman uh for yet for maybe, yet. i guess another woman maybe maybe missed out the word another. um another woman and defending her honor when the paper was derogatory towards women of color forever absolutely and on that note we shall be leaving this space <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much guys for tuning in supporting and giving all the comments and getting engaged we love it when you get involved um thank you so much don't forget to like comment and subscribe and follow us on all the social media platforms listen to us back on our um Gosh, oh, white women, she meant actually. Um, okay, I raised up mythology for white women, but yet not silent when it comes to black women. Um, yes, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Don't forget to listen to us back on all our so, um, listening platforms. And you can watch us back on YouTube and Facebook. And don't forget, we've got a Patreon account now. Please, please donate to the Culls. And um, we shall be back next week. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. What's the Patreon address? Sorry, my bad. It is. I've written it down somewhere. <laughs>
I wasn't prepared. Thank you. How is it this hard for you? <laughs> Bro, I'm tired as well. Your auntie's <laughs> forward slash. Your auntie could never Patreon. Please, guys, go to Patreon, sign up, support us in any way that you can so that we can keep going, so that our production goes up in value, so that we yes. can spread our joy to as many people as possible. Share us loads as well. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend and support us. Thank Send you. us money so we can all be in the same room. Do that. Remember, we're trapped. With jewels. Do that, please. Do that. Did you see we're so nice? <laughs> I want to be up in like five hours. I'm certainly like about to see. Come on. And I don't.